To Punchboard Paradise, coming to you from the heartland of America in Omaha, Nebraska, where we discuss the world of tabletop gaming, the topics that affect the board game community, and give honest and fair reviews of the industry's hottest games. In episode 99, the Punchboarders talk about some recent. Nope, we're going into our top 100s. So sit back and enjoy the ride, because here we go. Hey, everybody, I'm Clef. Hey, I'm Chad. Uh, I'm Richie. I don't know if I did a very good screeching A tire. record scratch or <laughs> something. You, I don't could you know what fix that was. That? Richie, could you fix no, it? No, I'm not going to ah, fix that. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. So we had told everybody we had a plan. We were going to literally do our entire top 100 in episode 100. Yeah, and I said what? What did I say? Okay, so anyways, Richie, as I me said and you were discussing- it was a horrible idea. <laughs> I still think long. it's a great idea. <laughs> I would still do it. <laughs> so, well, okay, so we're we're going to abbreviate that a little bit. We'll break it up a little bit. A little bit. So we were going to do a different uh, uh, draft for this podcast, but instead, what we've decided to do is we are going to do our 100 through 51 in episode 99. And then in episode 100, we will finish off our top 50. Each of us will give our top 50 of all time. And, uh, you know, we'll have a few other fun things for episode 100. But uh, you guys ready? I'm ready. Ready to hop in. Are you still massaging your, your list? Uh, no, my list is fully massaged. All right. Uh, oh, it's, I'm excited. It's, it's ready. It's <laughs> oh. ready. This was this was interesting, though. That I, now, I know that you guys have had some caveats to your list. I will say, because you guys play way more games than I do, uh, I there are maybe one or two games, maybe a few more than that, that I have only played once that still... You know, I'm still excited to play, know they're great games to me, and want to play more of, so I included them in my 100. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, mine was three plays. Okay. Minimum three plays to get on the list. So there were, there was probably like five or six that I had to take off that yeah. I was really excited about, but yeah. I've only had like one or two plays of them. Uh, I tried to do five plays or mm. more, and I couldn't quite do it. There were a few <laughs> games that I was like, oh, man, that, that game is amazing. I just haven't had enough plays of it. I would say probably 90% of these, though, I have five or more plays on these games. So That's I'm, pretty I'm good. Pretty close, yep. What's the over-under on how many 18xx games are on Chad's list? Ooh, that'll be six. interesting. Six? Six. I'm going to take the under. You can take the under? I'm taking the under. I think six is right where it will be. I think it's, I, I mean, I, I feel I probably should have said five because then I think you'd have been a little bit. I tougher. might have gone over. You might have went over, but I think I don't six know. Is right that, yeah, this will be interesting. I don't right. know the answer. I think I know the answer to that. I mean, I'd have to look at my list, obviously, and count, but uh, that's interesting. We'll, okay. we'll have to see, huh? What uh, Do you want to do the over under on the number of coin games that are on my list? I'm going to, I get to, I get are to put five. I'm going to say five. What'd you say? Are there ten released? Uh, I think there's eleven. I, I'm gonna, I think seven are on there. Really? Yeah. Wow. So it's Chad said it at five, and you're gonna go over. I'm gonna go over. You're gonna yeah. go over. Okay. I think he has seven. That's on probably there. a safe bet. I mean, I could see at least the only one, one that he doesn't like is Pendragon, and he yeah. he really he wants, wants to, to play. Like it. Yeah, he yeah, wants he to, wants like, to like it. I'm not sure I have three plays of Pendragon. 
Officially. Oh yeah, I forgot. He has to have five. Laser. Yeah, but he also said fudges. He said he fudged oh, it ninety percent, and yeah. we know how he is with numbers anyway. So but yeah, like ninety percent could be There'll like be seven sixty. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. All right, how do we decide who wants to start this thing? Do we? We don't roll dice for this, do we? No. <laughs> huh? I mean, we could roll dice for us. Suppose we could get the dice. All get right, the dice. Whoever wins will just go clockwise from there. How about yeah, sure. Right. Sounds good. It's definitely not going to be me. It's it always, is me. I can't believe it's I wasted true. my luck on good, that. Good, yeah. Chad. You know, if one time, I don't care. Fine. Yeah. Go for it, Chad. <laughs> so it's going to go Chad, Richie, me, right? I mean, that's counterclockwise, but... Oh, whatever. <laughs> Chad, me, Richie. Okay. okay. Got it. Got it. I just want to make sure. Uh, my number 100, because I assume we're counting down, correct? Obviously. (laughs) All right. My number 100 is a game that we played, gosh, it's been a few months ago now. And we all were kind of like, why don't we, why don't we play this game more? And Richie was really surprised because I actually have his copy of the game. Uh, He was surprised at how much he enjoyed it. So my number 100 is Deus by Sebastian Dujardin. Great game. It's getting a uh, reprint, the base game and the expansion. Yeah, the Egypt expansion. I hope so, because that's what really sparks it for us, I think. I I like that game. It is... Uh, it's multi-use cards, right? And it's an engine builder. And the way that, you know, you kick off an action and then you get to trigger all those cards in that part of your tableau just feels really good in that game. Plus the interaction on the map. I like that. Yep, great pick. That is Deus, my number 100. All right, my number 100 is a game that you would not expect to be on my list. And maybe that's why it's number 100. Uh, it's an old Mayfair game, and this is Journey to the Center of the Earth. <laughs> I'm always shocked when I see it on your shelf yeah, holder. I know. I, I think I've offered a couple of times. Do you want me to take that to the Goodwill on my way home or no. into the trash? It's a fun little game. It's a, <laughs> it's a game where you are managing, you know, going to the center of the earth, but as the, you have like three different explorers and all players control the same three explorers. You can move like the red one or the blue one or like whatever green one. And you kind of move them down and then you get on a raft and then they're together and you're just using these cards and you're collecting artifacts and you're trying to get out and you score the most points with the different fossils, I guess is not artifacts, fossils that you're trying to get. It's just one of those games that I have played. I'm, I bet you I've played this thing 15 times in my life. I still enjoy it. I still think it's a fun little game. So I'm going to throw it on there as my number 100 journey to the center of the earth. All right. It's starting off with a nice sentimental pick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my number 100 is Czar. Uh, and this is a game that's in the gift series, a pure abstract game. In this one, you have uh, your pieces and you have three different symbols on all your pieces. What you're trying to do is capture all of one type. It doesn't matter if it's which one it is, but as soon as someone loses all of one type from their uh, side of the board, then the other person wins. So uh, solid little stacking abstract game. Uh, so that's Zar. Okay, well, my number 99 is a game that for the first time I just played this past year, and I played it a couple of times, and it is a designer that we have uh, just recently started playing more of his games and taking notice of him, and that's Pierre Sylvester, and the game is Versindas Volk, mm. uh, a nice little two-player game where you're playing uh, two sides, East Germany and West Germany, it's basically capitalism versus socialism. And uh, you're trying to use your action cards in the most efficient way to kind of take over w- whichever faction you happen to be. And uh, yeah, it's a Versindas Volk means we are the people. And it was kind of the main slogan of, of East Germany at the time. It's a really good sort of area control card based action game. I, I like that game a lot. Uh, definitely 
would make my list and probably will someday. I've only had one play of it, so it didn't qualify for me. Is this the one that has the terrible rule book? It is not good. It's I will tell good. you that okay. much. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's the one you're thinking of, but it is one with <laughs> a bad rule book. It's available online. I think I tried to read the rule book so I could try it online, but. I didn't get through it. Yeah. Well, that is, uh, it's worth the struggle, and I'd be happy to teach it to you. It's a two-player game. Uh, I'd love to play it with you sometime, but that is my number 99, Versindas Vuk. My number 99, this is a new bloomer to the list, and as I'm sure both of you guys would attest, if your wife likes a game, it's going to have some bonus points if you think it's a decent game. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And this one kind of gets those bonus points because... I have bu- I got this game about a week ago, and we have my wife and I have played it three times already. Um, not counting, I had a play of it a, a while back at ATB Con with uh, Jason Brent taught it to me with some other people, and that is Isle of Cats. Yeah, oh, surprising, wow. but just really enjoyable, fun little game. Uh, my wife and I can you know knock it out in you know forty five minutes to an hour or whatever. Just a fun little puzzle of trying to lay your your tiles, and then the drafting of the card it's got a real nice economy that it you know drives from you know you got these fish that you spend on the cards and then you got to buy you know spend them to get the cats but you need baskets to get the cats it really just works really well together and like i said as a two-player game we can just fly through it she's been loving it which i makes me love it and so that's it's gonna make my number 99 the aisle Cats. I'm so glad you came around on that design because it made me sad when you didn't have a good play of it. But I think at lower player counts, it's a little yeah, bit better. Don't play it at six player. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think yeah. I'm in a maybe a four or five player game online right now, but I haven't reread the rules. So I don't really know what I'm doing, but mm. I remember liking it when I played it. it hey, yeah. I just the, don't like cats. so I didn't. Yeah. The only thing yeah. that would make that game better is if it had dogs in it. Yeah. Isle of Dogs, I'm in. Well, for Clef, it'd be Isle of Board Games, but that's uh, all right. Isle <laughs> yeah. of Roman Soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here, Roman be- Soldier, come get in this basket, please. No, shut up. Be quiet. <laughs> My number 99. Uh, one of the first games I bought when I got into the hobby, uh, and that's The Resistance. I like yelling at my friends and lying to them as well. It's also enjoyable. Mm. So, yeah, uh, yeah The Resistance... Uh, it was one of those things where we were going to have a game night. We invited people, and then we realized we didn't have any games. So I did some Google searching, found a, a Dice Tower, you know, top 10 party games or whatever. Uh, and the Resistance was on there. Just bought it, and uh, I think we played like five or six times that night. So. Nice. Wow. Nice. Yeah. So I, I have to ask, uh, hopefully I'm not giving away too much, but is this uh, is this your definitive social deduction game? It, I think it is. I don't think I have any other... So certainly so, so. not, th- this is not higher Avalon. than the Resistance Avalon for you. I have the, they released an expansion that made it Does all the, the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um, yeah, you can count either one of those for me. Okay. I, I would play either one. I don't know if I've actually played this game with you, Richie. I would like to play this game with you. I don't think, I know I've played with Clef at, we played Avalon. Pretzcon. Yeah, you were there. Oh, yeah, yeah that's there. why. Yeah. There, there was we one because Vince yeah. Yeah. and Vince was yeah. in on it too. Yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah, that was a lot of fun that day. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. It's a solid game. Cool. Uh, the Resistance. All right. Well, time for our number 98. My number 98 is something I would call kind of a fragile game. Not every game of this works uh, just because it's got such a, a crazy economy to it. But when it does work, it works very well. It, it has to have a few... You know, a very specific player count, I would say. Anyway, the game, my number 98 is Container. And uh, this plays three to five players. I think usually it's 
four to five is that sweet spot. And like I said, if you're not careful, even with the new uh, kind of bolted on the the anniversary edition, the bolted on um, expansion, it can still be a little bit fragile with the economy if somebody if somebody messes it up. But it is a really interesting. Uh, open economy game where you're trying to get these containers, but you can't really buy your own containers, but you're trying to make them valuable. And it, it is a lot of sort of back and forth. And it really is dependent on the players at the table and how they're playing each other. Uh, and that is what makes this a great experience when it works. So that's why containers, my number 98. Mm, agreed. Agreed. Uh, I've had great games and I've had flat games. So yeah, this is why I've only played it twice. Uh, that's why I didn't make my list, but uh, this is one that would have been on there for sure. Very cool. All right. My number 98 is a small card game, um, and it's got a couple of different versions out there. The GMT version is Battle Line, and then the uh, other version is Shot and Totten. Mm. And once again, this is another one that my wife uh, very much enjoys. Um, but just the other day, I played it with my friend Brent. We played a good, fun player two-player game of it. It's very fun to try to... Be strategic and try and you're trying to win the different stones or trying to win three in a row and you're just trying to make three card poker hands and trying to you know best the other person and it's it's a fun little short strategic game that i've just always enjoyed I've, once again i've played this thing you know 20 plus probably 30 plus times um just always enjoy getting it to the table. Yeah, this one was higher up in my hundreds list, but it is, I, I agree with you. It, it is a fun game and it's fun. has that bluffing element to it too. That's, that's really kind of fun. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I yep. just picked up the GMT version, the new printing, the medieval. Oh yeah. That so. looks slick. All right. That is shot and totten or battle line. Uh, my number 98. I don't think it's going to be on Chad's list because Chad famously <laughs> scored zero points in this game. Woo! And that's <laughs> Yellow and Yanksy. Oh, Yellow and Yanksy. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> the more kind of, I mean, it's basically a, a streamlined version of uh, Tigris and Euphrates. So. Well, uh, you know, I think it was in my three or four hundreds, if I, <laughs> <laughs> if I remember right. That's four, not too bad. Four ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Canizia, a uh, fantastic game. If you if you like Tigris and Euphrates, I, I would definitely recommend checking it out. I feel like it streamlines it just a little bit better. Flows a lot easier. I mean, this could almost be considered a pure abstract game, really. Oh, totally. For sure. But I think it, it plays very well at all player counts. Definitely worth checking out. And they, they did uh, release a Geek Bit set. I have not convinced myself to spend, I think it's like 60 <laughs> dollars to replace all but they're like wooden blocks now with the that's crazy it's, it's really nice that's but crazy i haven't done it yet mm. i don't know maybe I, more than 60 actually i would definitely play this game again though i, I would like to play okay. it again all right well that's my number 98 yellow and yanksy for my number 97 i will do something that i don't often do usually it's clef doing this but clef richie yeah i was wrong <gasps> okay oh i was wrong oh and i had so i have it number 97 Carpe diem. Right? Oh, wow. You finally wow. come around. Yeah. With the new printing, they wow. fixed all the printing errors. Okay. Uh, so, it's still ugly. Yeah. But it's yeah. still <laughs> ugly, but at least it's playable. You can tell mm -hmm. the difference between the backs of the okay. of the tiles now. And it is it is such a simple rule set, but you are fighting over those those uh scoring things out, out on the side of the board. And it 
I can teach this to so many people that I, if I were to put out most felds on a table, it's a lot of cognitive load, you know, and this is just like, oh, tile, you know, tile Ooh. placement. I can figure this out and I just move around the circle and I can take whatever. Yep. Yep. You can do that. And then all of a sudden, though, then they say, oh, gosh, I now I didn't do what I wanted to do. And now I'm scoring negative points because I couldn't fulfill that. I think it's a good entry feld that still has good decisions if even if you played it a few times. I, I'm glad to hear we were finally right, Clef. When I was driving home last night, <laughs> I was actually getting a little angry because mm. Chad has better taste than us over time now. I'm, well, I'm realizing. I was about to say, for me to say Chad was right, we got to wait until my top that, like, yeah, 20 that's for some of those games to come <laughs> and in. there's more so, than one. Yeah. So yeah, because so you, you guys played two of my favorite so, games yeah, last night. Yeah, that, that hopefully means Forum Trajanum is not on no, the top. No, no, it's, it's in the 500s or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I tell you, I mean, not that Carpe Diem has talked about a lot, but I think Carpe Diem is a game that will kind of stand the test of time. Yeah, and I yes. think Forum Trajanum is a lost nobody. You know, that's I a agree. Long ago it, game. it was not. It was the implementation was not as good as as the ideas. Right. So yep. that is my number ninety seven. Carpe Diem. Thank you, Clef and Richie. All right. Uh, my ninety seven is Crosstalk slash to crypto. What? what? No, those, those are, are two, two different totally games. different games. No, I call one. foul. They're That's not. ridiculous. They no. no. All right. Well, this is your top one hundred and one. <laughs> yeah, that is right, such fine. BS. That, those are two different games. <laughs> that, they aren't even they're close. Both. No, they're two different games. Word association party type of games. They're they're, they're very two completely. Oh my games. gosh. You know what? Uh, if you and I picked uh, two games that were both engine builders, <laughs> you'd be like, those are two different games. <laughs> When they sound like that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Those oh, are two sorry. different games. Those are two different games. <laughs> <laughs> that was your southern German accent. <laughs> All right, so tell us, <laughs> tell us about you. Tell us about your 97 All and 90. Right. Anyways, Six, I'm just kind of lumping together some of the, you know, the word association party type of games. I enjoy these these type of games. So it's code names. I'll mostly talk about code names in this. No, you want me to add code names to this? Throw one code too? names in the yeah, bunch. Sure, why not? I can think <laughs> of some other word names association ones too if you want. <laughs> Anyways, I I as a as a fun party type atmosphere, these are just some uh you know some decent games. Uh, there is one that I do feel like is above the rest that is future on my list. That is a word type of party game. But anyways, we'll get to there later. Okay, but for these, they have great interaction. They're nice for new players because a lot of times you can play on a team together and you can discuss things. So they're not out on an island trying to figure out a word. You know, they you have teammates to talk and discuss with. And and I know what you guys are saying. They are two separate games, but I'm just saying as far as a party game, they have the same feel of people kind of being able to talk together and trying to find an answer. And that's kind of what I went with. And and I just, I like these games. So I, I, I wanted to add them to uh, my list because I definitely feel like they deserve a spot on them. It, it's ridiculous, especially because the one that you have higher up. It's also a word association this, game. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to group these two together, but not this one. Yeah. Hey, it's my list. F off. <laughs> that was seven okay. cross talk slash to crypto word association games <laughs> except for another one that's yeah. higher up on the list right <laughs> all right my number 97 i think clef actually taught me this and this is a, it's a family weight game uh, and that's tiny towns oh. uh, this is one it's been a go-to for me as far as introducing new people into the hobby uh, i got stickers 
for it. And I stickered all the buildings during a, a phone call at work that I didn't actually have to participate in. So <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been uh, it's been beautified uh, now, and you have that bingo mechanism that you're using, but. Uh, you actually have a little bit of interaction where you can look at the other player's board and see something, you know, they really need a stone uh, and you need a stone too, but you could also use a clay and they, they don't have any place to put it and you can kind of uh, screw up their board. Uh, so I like that interaction and the expansions are actually pretty decent and add a little bit more depth as well. Uh, so that's Tiny Towns. Yeah. And I recently picked up one of the expansions. They've been uh, pretty affordable uh, as yeah. far as that. And so they've, they're great for increasing the length of the life of the game. Yes. But yeah, I, this is great. It didn't make my top 100, but it was certainly being considered because it's a it's a great little game, and uh, I I like it a lot. Now you're stickering you're stickering the buildings. These are stickers that came outside of the yeah game, the, like, through Etsy. Oh, okay. I've, okay. I've been stickering a few games. <laughs> this is funny. Keep wow. myself busy. Clef writes. I know. I was just going to say, I see interactions between. Yeah, Southern I German see people a, and a I, show I for this podcast <laughs> that is like split screen with with Clef just talking to himself at his desk in different voices like ar, 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 ar. and then Richie going huh huh I even got a nice tweezers yeah. I actually I got to show my tweezers, tweezers to Brent so much oh they should I Brent think Brent will be, be jealous you yes, have nice be. tweezers huh yeah. all right. Okay. Well, that's Richie's 97 Tiny Towns. My 96 is a capstone game, and I really enjoy this game just for the tactile uh, notion of it as much as anything else. It came out just a couple years ago, and it is one of those games where even if you don't win at the end, you are enjoying looking at what you built. And that's Cooper Island. Uh, from Andreas Ode Odendal. I still really like this game. It just had an expansion come out for it, which I ordered. I haven't gotten it yet, but uh, I'm really, I'm really excited to get a chance to play it. And I just really like how tight this game is. You're constantly trying to build up your island to uh, get resources. And you really can't focus on all the things that get, catch your fancy because you really have to hone in. It just feels like it's, it's so tight and so short for what you want to do. And I really, uh, I really like that. I just got my expansion today. I almost brought it over just to let you guys see it. But oh, yeah. I figured we'd be busy. Mm, okay. That's my number 96, Cooper Island. Mm. I also have at, 90, at 96 a capstone-ish game. Is it going to be all the capstone games included a... in this? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, we're really going there now. <laughs> it is a reprint uh, that Capstone did from a uh, good old splatter spelling game from years ago, and that is Bus. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I feel like Bus might uh, move up on my list, but I've only gotten three plays of Bus. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah, you need to get more. I didn't I am own, shocked. I've not own, I don't own the game, oh. and I just, you know, we played it a few times when, when you guys first got it, and I just, I've always had it kind of in my wish list, but I've just never picked it up. Um, so that, that, but it's still good enough that I definitely feel like it should be on this list. I enjoy the interaction of trying to, you know, maneuver the, the passengers and the worker placement. You can use so many of your actions per turn, but at the end of the game, you know, once you've used all your cubes, you're done. So you can't use too many. I just, everything about it is very interesting to me. Um, so that's definitely one that, uh, you know, I look forward to getting more plays of that as, as the years go on. Nice. I got a really good play of it at uh, Age of Steam Con. 
in yeah, between a did. map. Yeah, you actually got to play the original Splatter spelling version, yeah, didn't you? Which I had never yeah. seen before, so that was, yeah. that was cool. So, so ugly, but... So, uh, it was. It was hard to grok what was going on on the board, but luckily I had played it before, so that helped. Right. Great right. game. All right, that's uh, my number 96, Bus. Uh, my number 96, uh, Chad thought that this was a mean game. And Chad has <laughs> <laughs> Chad has introduced us to tramways, <laughs> food chain magnate, <laughs> and like barrage, like and he thought Forense, uh, my number ninety six, <laughs> was too mean when we played it. Uh, but I think he came around on that as well. Yeah, but. it's in my three hundred. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one was out of print for a long time. Uh, it's finally back in print now. Uh, and I think it's uh, language independent now, which is kind of nice. Uh, but anyways, you are building towers in this game, and it's kind of a race to get out all of your seals. It's it's kind of like a, probably a medium weight euro, what most people would consider. I would say it's probably medium light, really. Uh, but it, it's got good interaction. You can really mess with other people, destroy their towers, different stuff like that. But you also have some solid euro mechanisms in there. So uh, Forense, my number 96. I like that you get to, you know, you can see the danger coming and you can mm -hmm. buy the the card that hurts people. I mean, that that's what makes it not so bad, I think. Yeah. Okay, well, so for my number 95, now I will tell you I do have games older than this, but this is an older game on my list and uh, it stands the test of time, I think. It is a Kinesia classic and it is High Society. This is a dang good game card game about getting the most valuable points at the end of the game, basically without spending the most money, right? Because it's an auction game, but if you spent the most money at the end of the game, you lose, you're not high society, you're trash. So, uh, it's, it's a great back and forth, uh, cat and mouse game between all the players and who's going to, who's going to spend their whole hand to get these high point cards or who's going to have to take this negative point card great great game it moves really quick which means you'll almost always want to play multiple hands that's why i really like high society mm. it's a great game great memory from back there at uh, origins, origins yeah yeah. It, so, yeah yeah i need to just carry this around more it's a good uh, little filler that you can play yeah. absolutely my number 95 my number number my number 95 is the game with the wooden bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say it quite like Ben Max does. <laughs> he sounded like Bullwinkle. It was pretty good. <laughs> uh, that just bit. reverberates in my head every once in a while. Now. Yeah. yeah. The game with the wooden bowl, uh, which is Mogul. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think this is a very solid game. Um, yes, there is a wooden bowl, but... That really doesn't have much to do with it, with the exception of your kind of every time it comes around to your turn, you either have an option to drop out of the bidding or to continue to bid by placing a chit in the wooden bowl. And then the last person standing basically gets their pick of a card and the second person gets the other card that's left over. And you're trying to gain different colored stock. And you're also then trying to basically put out these stations along uh, routes on, on the map and you're going to get different points at different times for these type of things. And it's, it's really all about, should I stay in or should I drop out? Um, you know, uh, has a similar mechanism to no thanks. If anybody's ever played that where you're having to throw in the chit, you know, not to take the card. It's, it's similar to that. But uh, it's, it's a game that 
Uh, luckily, I picked it up, I think, last Great Plains Game Festival, wasn't it? Did I pick yeah. it up? Yeah. Yep. And it was a great it. deal. And your third yeah, copy of Twilight Struggle, I think, yeah. at the same uh, time? Uh, you know, well, <laughs> got to have priorities. Um, anyways, uh, if you haven't had a chance to play it, it's it's a fun, easy-to-play game. Um, yeah. And you can, I mean, you can find it for almost nothing. Yeah. And that wooden bowl. Wooden I mean, bowl's worth that much, yeah. art, you know. Bowl's probably worth 10, 15 bucks on its yeah, own. Yeah. It's you get bored of the game, you shellac that, put some dip in it. So, <laughs> that was number 95, Mogul. Uh, my number 95 is uh, a Cromer and Kiesling uh, game. It's a another good, this is kind of like my go-to entry worker placement game, and that's Coal Baron. Uh, you get a nice little board that uh, has a little elevator slot out of it, uh, but my my favorite part in this game is how you place the workers. Other games have done it, uh, but I like the you can no matter what you can go to a worker placement spot as long as you place more workers there than that were already there. Uh, but it is a fun family weight game if you haven't tried it out before. And I like how the scoring works as well, where you score all these categories and then the next round you're just going to throw in more categories, but you still have to maintain those other uh, scoring categories that you are trying to you know hold dominance over. Uh, so yeah, uh, Cole Baron. Uh, yeah. If you haven't checked it out, definitely worth a try. Yeah, good solid entry level worker placement game. All right. Well, my ninety four is a Martin Wallace game. Uh, I just recently talked about this when we talked about engine builders that break down, kind of, and that is London Second Edition. I really like this game, the second edition particularly, where you, you're not really using a map anymore like you were in the first edition. But you want to build out your your engine so that you can basically do all the things you need to be able to do with resources and such. However, if you have it too large, you're going to start to take poverty cubes because just like anything else, if your population grows, you will have more chance for poverty. So then you have to start building over your engine uh, a little bit so that you don't take all that poverty. And uh, there's, again, we talk about a lot, but a cat and mouse mechanism of, you know, trying not to take the most poverty because then you'll really be in trouble. That's just why I love, as an engine builder and a twist on an engine builder, uh, London, second edition. My number 94. And beautiful production. Yeah, they did a nice job. And that is a good game. That definitely made my short list of uh, for the top 100. All right, number 94 for me is a, it's another capstone game. Um, one we reviewed a few years ago and one that I, I still really like this game. And I know a lot of people dislike the fact that it has like 13 different boards that you got to put out all over the place, but it still works for me. I still think it has a lot of good interaction with the dice and how you don't roll the dice, you pay for the dice and then you place them out on different worker spots, but you can still get shut out of actions depending on what's going on. Anyways, that is Crystal Palace. It's one I always keep an eye out for. If it's ever on sale or cheap, I'm going to pick it up. But my first phase of of that game is my favorite part. Oh, where you're where you're trying to Mm -hmm. figure out how everybody else is going to spend their dice, and you're trying to decide how you're going to allocate them, and maybe even see if you can block somebody else from getting somewhere. Yeah, that that whole phase at the beginning is really exciting for me. I I like that you know you can look over and see oh somebody's got a six you know. I want to try to bait them into coming over and taking this spot so then I can get over here for cheap. You know, there's just a lot of things with it. I just think it's a very good, solid Euro game and one that, you know, I don't ever plan on getting rid of this game. I, I still really like it. So uh, it's going to be nine, number 94, Crystal Palace. All right, my number 94, I want to say we 
we reviewed this, maybe. I, I know I played it with you guys as a group, but uh, my number 94 has been helped out quite a bit by expansions, and that is Role Player. Uh, it's one that we play with the Stuckies quite a bit. Uh, I'm looking into the, the the new adventures, big pack. It's a little pricey, but uh, we might give that a try. Uh, just because the, the expansions... Uh, that added the the bosses that you're going at you create your character and then you go fight the boss uh, and then the minions expansion as well they've all helped to keep this game uh, fresh for us uh, and it is just a good dice manipulation game that's my number 94 role player all right i remember playing this with you i do like yeah, I, we did. I, I can't have I too many of those yeah we didn't review it no. but uh, I, I i can't have too many of those you know that there are a lot of uh things that kind of do that kind of mechanism basically yeah. but i i, I, know, I do you know, enjoy it sagrada always comes up for the uh, yeah. compared to it as well sagrada is just a little too light yes for me but yeah, yeah. i see it. I, I enjoyed the plays that i had of it but after a while it just became kind of a little samey for me and the cards were all kind of the same and just yeah kinda, that, kinda, that's why you definitely need the expansions yeah i don't to, think i kept it around long enough mm -hmm. to get to any of the expansions uh so that's my number 94 role player my 93 is another fell to the list. This one's sort of a programming one, and it's a nice crunchy one. Uh, you got octopods in there, and uh, you're really grinding, trying to trying to get points. I think my favorite thing about this is the sort of, I don't know if I'd call it a catch-up mechanism, but that you need to move mm -hmm. just so far along the line mm -hmm. so that you can start to, to get up into the upper echelons of, of, score, of the score marker. Yep. And uh, so... That coupled with that trying to plan and program that movement, getting your bots to go do different things, that uh, is why Aquasphere has a sweet spot for me. I still need to play it. Mm. That's one I never got a chance to try. I think you might like it, Richie. I know you don't I, like a things, lot of felds, but I think you might like that one. Yeah, this yeah. is one that you like, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I do I've like heard this. Good things. It's, it's a good feld, yeah, absolutely. It's And my favorite part of the game is that getting past that line, you get past it, doesn't matter how many negative points you take, you don't go back... But if you can't get over that line, that's where it can be frustrating for right. you. It doesn't matter how many positive points you have. You can't go past it. So, right. yeah. so it's a good, solid game. Good pick. That's 93 Aquasphere. All right. My number 93 is Miramis, I believe is how we I believe yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. pronounce it. It's the, uh, the game about ants, and you basically have an ant colony. And it's, a, it's kind of a worker placement game on your own board. And you kind of hide what you're gonna where you're gonna play stuff, and then everybody reveals at the same time. And you're either making soldiers or you're making more, uh, you know, ants to to do stuff. Um, and then you kind of go out on this board, and and then there's a lot of nice interaction on this board where you can actually go and fight each other, and you can go and kill other like ladybugs and different things like that. And then you plant your pheromones or whatever all over the place, and then you know you collect some resources. But the thing I really like about this game, and this is something I, I like in a lot as a mechanism in general, is the way that you're going to score most of your points is by putting up on this area where once you've done something, you can put up a thing. But the thing that you have to put up there to score those points is one of your workers. And your workers are really hard to come by. So when you take and you lose that worker, you've lost it for the rest of the game. Now you've scored those points, but you've lost it. But if you're the first one there, you're going to score more points than if somebody the second one or the third one and so on. So it's like, ooh, well, do I sacrifice earlier on for some victory points that I, but then I don't have my person? Or do I keep my person and try to do other things and maybe get victory points from a different card? Something like that. Anyways, I just really like that mechanism. I think there's a really, 
the game maybe is a little outdated, you know, because it's, it's pretty old. Yeah, but this know, would be a great one. Like if they did a second edition or yeah. you know, even just a reprint, but just refresh some things. That yeah. rule book, I remember, was just awful. Uh, worse than awful. Yeah. Worse than awful. One of the worst it, rule books I've ever seen. But yeah. if they clean that up. Yeah, put on some new graphics. I think that this one would actually do pretty well. I think so too. I'm so glad you brought this up because it didn't quite make my 100, but I, I think it's a game that just doesn't still get talked about enough. And once you play it, you're like, oh, this is this is a good game. It is. It really is. So, all right, that's my number 93, Miramis, and that's M Y R M E S. Great. All right, my number 93 is a crossover with Chad, the one with the good taste. Ha <laughs> ha. And that's London, <laughs> London second edition. And I'm not going to add much more uh, than what he said, but I had played the original one uh, first a long time ago. And I remember because we played it at two player, there was this broken combo that I found in there. Uh, the second edition, they have one, it's a fantastic production, like I said earlier, but they cleaned up all that stuff and it just, it runs a lot smoother. So uh, London for my number 93. Um, Chad, you're, watch your stocking cap and your headphones your head's getting a little big there it might fall off make sure, make sure it's okay thank you hey, he's still not right about 18xx games though okay well yeah uh, at least yet. we'll see in a couple of years yeah. uh this is a game that i guess in board game geek it said it's re-implemented but it's another old game on my list and this is one of the very few ones that i will talk about that only has one play but Dang it, it was so good. I had to include it, and that is Dune. Richie has played it more times than I have, and and I own it. I went out and bought it after this play, but I just haven't gotten it played again, and I am dying to play it again with Richie and with the group that we had our first play at. I talked about it, was, it with Jake last uh, night. He's, he's he's ready to play again. I am in when when that goes down because this game is so much fun. I love I love the world of Dune. I, I really like the book. I, I haven't read the whole series, just the, uh, just the original book. I uh, liked the movies, um, but the this is like my game of thrones that's what i want it to be it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's it's going to take as long as game of thrones does it gets right down to the negotiation part and you are very focused in what you need to do and how you need to do it and it really fosters that there's bluffing with the cards and knowing what uh what secret weapon type things come out it's just it's a really great experience and so dune is is a game that i'm always up for that's my number 92, Dune. I'm going to try to rope Clef into the next one. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for sure. My number 92 is, I guarantee, going to be a lot. A lot of his games are going to be a lot higher on Chad's list. But for me, uh, number 92 is The Gallerist from Vital Lacerda. So um, this is, spoiler alert, not my favorite game from Vital Lacerda. There is... Um, at least one more, if not more, on the way. But, but as, uh, coming in as one of my definite favorites is The Gallerist. I do like how it has a lot of good... You got to make sure to have the right color meeples in your gallery to do the certain things, but yet you have to you know, get them out of there to sell things. There's a lot of good, good give and take to the game. Um, it has a very unique where you, when you take an action... Uh, you can then, some people can follow if you leave workers behind. Uh, sometimes in that game, you can get lost on whose turn it is because you might have different things going on with different turns and everything. But um, I still enjoy this one. Maybe not as much as maybe as I used to. Uh, it's kind of fallen over the years for me, but I still think this is a very good, solid game and a very well-designed game by, uh, you know, Mr. Lacerda. So that is, uh, you know, yeah, the gallerist. 
Good I'm actually pick. surprised there's going to be more than one on your list. I, I knew, I know there's one for sure. Right. Uh, but I, I thought the other ones had kind of fallen I think away. they probably have. He was just being dramatic. I, yeah, there, there's one more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, exactly. Gotcha. We know what it is. There's one more. <laughs> yeah. Got it. All right, my number 92 is The Bloody Inn, uh, a little card game uh, with a very macabre theme where you are murdering your guests, some, some of the guests, not all of them, some of them get to go home. <laughs> but you're murdering your guests, emptying out their pockets, and 50, then 50 <laughs> yeah, and hopefully getting them buried before the police show up. So uh, it is uh, it's a great theme, and then even the the expansion, the Carney's expansion, that's one that I would definitely recommend picking up. If you pick this game up, just pick up the expansion with it. Yeah, like I said, very macabre theme, but very fun theme, and it it doesn't take itself too seriously. And it's a game that is it's a little crunchier than you you think. Especially with this theme where you're murdering people, you would think that it would be a little bit more loose, uh, but it's, it's a pretty tight uh, little card game uh, if you get a chance to check it out. And that's the bloody end. That's such a fantastic pick. Again, nice. this yep. did not uh, make my 100 either, either, but I really like it. And actually, I think the expansion makes it even better if you are a solo player as well. Yes. Yeah. The, actually, the solo plays very well. Right. Yeah. Right. Good pick. Okay, so for my number 91, this will be known as a game that Clef won't play even on my birthday. Uh, this game... <laughs> can I guess? Yes, you can guess. It's that Kinesia train building game. Yep. <laughs> I still haven't played this. <laughs> it is Stevenson's Rocket. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Uh, this is actually, you want to talk about mean games. This can really be a mean game, and it's probably why Clef won't play it, because he played with Josh and I, and we just kept cutting off his roots. Because basically... They were being mean to me. <laughs> basically, you can, uh, if you own stock in a train line, you have a say in which way it goes. And you can just turn somebody's train line, or you, but you have to spend your stock to do it. So you are spending your influence and maybe then that leaves you open to other shenanigans on a later turn. But it is a great uh, game with with a, a facelift from Ian O'Toole, of course, which helps a lot. But I just, it's so good because there isn't any scripted opening, I don't feel like, to this game. But yet you have these these paths to go down and it really depends on what everybody is doing at the table and how hard you get pushback from everybody else it's 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 a great little game stevenson's rocket that's why it is my number 91 yeah, don't worry in a couple of years it'll be in my top 10 <laughs> <laughs> very true <laughs> uh my number 91 on I was surprised about this one when I kept thinking about it. I was like, you know, gosh, I really do like this game and I want to get this game played more. So I just really felt like I wanted to include it. And even since it's unusual one for me right now, because it's not a lot of player interaction in it. And this is one of the T games. And this is to Watson Sui. <laughs> Watson Sue you. <laughs> Watson Sue you is what I'm trying to say here. Um, and I like this game because it's, you know, you have a hand of cards and you can play your your meeples to certain areas on these cards. But when you play the meeples, it depends on what color you play for different bonuses. Or if you have other colors around him that are the same color, then you trigger additional actions that you get and get to take these. And after that, it's just a simple resource. You know, you're gathering things and trying to score points by, you know, doing different things. But the core mechanism of the game of that, the cards and then the placing the different colored meeples, I just really like. And I just think that it's a really fun game. 
I constantly always mention it as a game that I would like to play. And I, it's one of those games that everybody just is like, no, I don't want to play that. So I, I don't get to play it very much, but I, I like it. It's the tea game that is a hundred percent staying in my collection. And uh, yeah. So um, that was my number uh, 91 to Watson to sue you. It's worse. Sulu. <laughs> you should just have all ranked it as grouped under the T games. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Joke over. <laughs> all right. Good. All right. My number uh, 91 would actually probably be higher if I could play with people who are as bad as me. Uh, I know it's going to be much higher on Clef's list and that's nations. Every time I play this, it's, it's going to be with Clef, Brockman, maybe Corey will be there. And they know, like, when a card comes out, like, they know how many points that card is worth. And, I, and, they, and they're talking amongst each other. And they have this, <laughs> they have this whole other language that I don't right, speak yet because right. I'm not that good at the game. Yep. And I just have not played it that many times. I haven't played it as much as them. Uh, but it is a, a fantastic... Uh, I mean, it's a Civ game as much as any other Civ game, but it's it's really, I mean, it's a worker placement game that has just good interaction, good card tableau building, and it's getting a reprint soon. Uh, right. So, yeah, they're going to do all new art from a new publisher and everything. Oh, really? Uh, yep. So hopefully, because I, I was not I'll able to, to track down. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't able to track down the expansion, so I think it's going to come with the base game now, maybe. Right. Or yeah, it's the, supposed to do it, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited about that when that comes out, and then hopefully I can get some other players that are not as good, and I can I can rank up. I will play compete. with you. All right. I will play with you because I like this game. It fell outside my just just barely outside my top 100, but I know what yeah. you're talking about. And actually, what you're talking about is the way I feel about food chain magnate with you guys because it's like it's like well, we'll talk about it later. I, but I definitely understand what you're saying. It yeah. is definitely one of those games. The more you know, it's I'm sure it's like if you played Chad C in Terraforming Mars, he would just look oh, at the right, card yeah. and just be like, oh, you know, this is going to mm. be this with this and this and this, you know, and, yeah. and I'm like, what? You know, we're in nations. That's the way, you know. Oh, yeah, that's sure. going to be the best card, next card, you know, so on. So, yeah. Well, it's so popular for this guy. Well, we'll get to that, I'm sure. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's nations. My number 91. Uh, my number 90 is uh, we're done with the me apologizing. This is a game you two are wrong about, and I'm I'm not happy with you for keeping me away from it for so long. And that is Tom Lehman's Res Arcana. That game is a good game. I love what this game does because it is an engine builder that is is highly strategic rather than tactical in nature. And you only have eight cards and you get to look through your eight cards you're going to have before you even start the game. So it's like there's very little luck there in the game. It's not a what I, game. Are you talking about? Yeah, I don't think you've ever played. It. Yes, he has. You, oh, has you two both played it and then said how much I you stunk and you didn't like the, I, the I dragons. Didn't, it didn't and, stink. It's just not that good. And it's not that it's not that good. It's that I was. I, it was more at my expectations when I was going into it. I was going into it expecting a meal. And it's much more of a snack yeah, than a meal. It is short. It is short. I will say, though, it is so interesting to me. I, I, I just think it's a it's a real pinnacle of game design because it gets down to the essence. Uh, maybe that's what's short about it. It is one of those games where you will draw a card and know that you want that card, but you cannot use it right then. And you just have to discard it for the resource. I love those games where you're getting a card but you're but it's not when you want it even though you really really want it and you have to do something else with it also there are other cards that let you stack your deck because you know the eight 
cards in your whole deck and you're going to get to rearrange them so you can play them the way you want to play them because it's all about the race to 10 points. So doing it as slimly and as quickly as you can is the name of the game. And it is really interesting. There's even a lot of interaction if you want to make people lose resources from dragons, but they're costly to you to get out as well. So it really, it slows you down to have to do that. But it, I really like Res Arcana. I didn't I, hate it. I don't even remember it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm looking through pictures right now. And I don't Did you play it with him? No. I have played it with a bunch of different people. I thought you played it with him. He, no, he, I played it with Josh. You two talked about it, I thought. Oh. I played okay. it with Josh and Jessica. I don't, All right. I don't, I don't think he was there for it. I'm, I'm checking. Actually, you know what? He might. Let me yeah, I think you. Oh, I've played it. Yep. Yeah, See, I told you. There you go. Uh, I think it was one time back when my in knee was 2019. Busted. Yep, and, and you were talking with you yep. and Josh. Josh. Yeah, yep. okay. Yeah, it well, is, I played it with Josh. I won. <laughs> this game is best at two players though, because it's just real back and forth. I think that I would agree with. I play it on board game. It's on board game arena now. I play it yep. on there every once in a while, but I didn't need to own it anymore. Well, that is my I, number. I can't 90. argue with the chat because I don't remember it. I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't remember it at all. It, it, there are people who do not like this game, but I think it is a real pinnacle of design. So that's number ninety, Res Arcana. All right. My number 90 is the granddaddy worker placement game of all time, and that is Kalos. Okay, this is, you know, a lot of people say this is one of the, you know, and I know there was worker placement games for it, but this is one like the first big one. Um, you get to place workers, but the fun part about this game is when you place those workers, if the provost is behind where your worker is, it doesn't trigger. And so there can be some really good meanness to this game, which I really enjoy about this game. Uh, but you're also building buildings that then make your, you know, the worker placement spots get bigger, better and better. But like I said, it's always that worry of, you know, if you place your thing out there, that provost will come and take it away. And then you're trying to get these king's favors. This is the original version. The new one that they did, I think, took a lot of the teeth out of it as much. I just, it just didn't go as well. I realized it was a lot simpler and it had player powers and stuff, but... For me, the original is still my favorite, uh, you know, and really I've played it at most player counts, and I think that all player counts work just fine for this game. Uh, maybe five is maybe a little high on it, but overall, this is a really good game. That is number 90, Kalis. All right, my number 90 is a also a little, little card game, uh, and that's Arboretum. And I still have the original. I'm glad I hung on to the original because I did not like the, the Renegade reprint. But it is a, a game where you're basically you're building out your Arboretum. You have a nice little puzzle where you're trying to get the cards down a certain way. And then you also have to hang on to cards because you can only score the cards if you have the highest total in your hand of that particular tree type. Uh, so you have that uh, where you're, you're trying to hang on to those cards, but you also need to get them down so you can get some points. But you also want to try to hang on to other cards to potentially block your opponents. Uh, just a, a nice, mean little card game with a nice, fun puzzle aspect to it. And it's one that, in my opinion, it plays at well at all the player counts. Yes. And also has one of the, the best tiebreakers where yeah. you plant a tree and in five years, you'll find out who won the game. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But that's uh, my number 90, Arboretum. That's a great game. My mother-in-law, who uh, plays this game a lot with my father-in-law, uh, just calls this game Regrets. <laughs> yes, yeah, you do have a lot of regrets in this game. You'll discard a card and you're like, I oh, love that. Take it. Yes. Uh, so for my number 89, and I'm sure there'll be a lot more games like this on other people's lists, but 
Uh, this is one of the ones that I've actually played a few times, and that is Cuba Libre. Uh, one of the original coin games, not the original, but one of the early ones by Vocal Runke. And I, I know that there is Andy and Abyss that came before it and might be a little bit simplified, but I haven't gotten to play that one. This is the one that is usually suggested as of right now for sort of a gateway into the coin games. And uh, I definitely have enjoyed my plays of it. Uh, the history behind it and everything is, is of course, interesting, which I think should be one of the reasons to play a coin game. Definitely would be a good, it's a good entry level one. I mean, Andy and Abyss is, is not that much more complicated, but that's, of course, me playing... 30 coin games or 30, you know, different times or whatever. So, but I would agree. Cuba Libre, there's not a lot of movement. It's a very small map, but it's definitely one of the best ones that I ever, like I got done playing that game and I was like, I'm going to watch a documentary on Cuba mm -hmm. and Fidel Castro and everything that happened, you know? Right. So, yeah, it also plays map. a little bit quicker than Andy because of that smaller well. map. Yeah. I think uh, that is my number 89 Cuba Libre. Uh, my number 89, I feel bad about this. Okay. It's a capstone game, but it's a capstone game that I think should be much higher on this list, but I just don't play it. Nobody ever says, hey, let's play this game, and for some reason it doesn't come out. And I think one of my resolutions this year is I'm going to get this game to the table at least two to three times this year because I like it, and I haven't gotten to play it for a while, and that's why I feel like it's so low on this list. And that is by you know a great friend of ours, Mr. Ryan Courtney, and that's Pipeline. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I got the expansion. Design. Right. Such, I'm ready. I'm ready to such play. Such a great game. And so let's, right now, we're saying it. We're going to get this played here soon. I will soon, definitely play that game. I want to get it back to the table. Just worst worst case now, scenario, so. PPCon. It's going to get played. All right. That's a, okay. that's agreeable. All right. Uh, so anyways, uh, if you don't know, this is a, it's a very high economic game where you're trying to basically uh, buy low and sell high. And you got different... Uh, powers and stuff, but the coolest part about it is you're laying a bunch of tiles uh, and you're moving your oil through them to like refine them and make it, you know, better oil. And then trying to, like I said, trying to sell it at that point. Um, you've got certain special player powers that you can uh, purchase that help you do different things. It's a very, very, very cool game. It's not easy, you know, and I feel like it, like if right now, if I tried to get this back to the table, I'd be having to do some rule book searching and that's from, you know, why we had one of the first copies of this game and really went through this thing hard, but I'd still have to kind of refresh myself because there's a lot of stuff going on in this game, but you know, it's a great game and needs to get played more. Ryan, uh, when we were at origins asked me to help play test the, uh, the expansion and this mm -hmm. was uh, a few years ago, Yeah, but I had not, we had to return our, our copy basically. Sure. And so I had not played it in quite a while. Now we all have our own copies now of the retail version, but I just had not played it in quite a while. And uh, yeah, I think he was uh, a little disappointed in my play. He was, was like, Oh, it's okay. I'll take over for you. You got to go to your meeting anyway. <laughs> okay. Thanks man. Walk away from the table. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> so that was number 89 pipeline. Good pick. Uh, my number 89, once again, I mean, Chad's headphones are about to pop off his head. Mm. Another crossover with Chad, and that's High Society. Oh, wow. Yeah. Our plays at Origins, this is one I was even able to teach uh, my parents, and they loved it as well. It's yeah. a, a good filler that has always done well for me. My number 107. Okay. Just, just All, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so High Society for my number 89. Great pick. Uh, my number 88 is a game I actually still 
even after culling a good amount this this past year, have two copies of in my collection. <laughs> I I I don't know why. Well, I do know why because one has a wooden gavel and one has a squeaky gavel, no. and you need both depending on what kind of game you're going to play. And that is Modern Art from Reiner Knizia. So uh, this I have the most fun with this game because we always. You, you can't play this game without actually trying to auction off the art that are that is in your hands. I mean, you, you can. Yes, you, you can. You, you can. Really can. Yes, you can. <laughs> but you, can. you probably shouldn't. I think it is much more fun to really try to sell the art, and that's when I have a blast playing it and why it rates so highly for me. It is a great auction game. It is all auctions all the time, and uh, it is a fun way to play. Now, you can really get into a spot where if people aren't valuing the art correctly, it does throw everything off. Uh, but if you're having fun selling the the art, that's a big part of it for me. I remember one time I watched a game of this, and uh, it was with uh, Alex Wolf and his wife, and she was like paying like huge amounts of money for art, and then like putting it up for her, and I was like, that is crazy. And then I think she won. So, I mean, it's nice. like if you get it's, – it's like almost like QE. If you get people start bidding money high enough, I mean – Yeah, if everybody at the table follows suit. Then, follows suit, yeah. yeah. Then it's going to go that way. So, But, uh, yeah, great pick. That's, that's always a fun game. That's 88 Modern Art. Uh, my number 88 is, a, is one of the Feld games that is definitely on my list. And this one definitely has dropped over the years. It used to be a lot higher on my list. But I still like this game. I know Richie hates it. But I still think it's a lot of fun with your Moncala of moving your little things around to try to hit different areas. And then, yes, I mean, the the actions are super simple that you're trying to hit. And it's all very, you know, doesn't really kind of fit together. But you're just kind of doing these different things. And it is point salad. But that is Trajan. Uh, I still enjoy this game. I still think it's fun. I still, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I would not turn down a play if somebody was like, hey, let's play some Trajan. I still think it's a good game. It just certainly has dropped over the years. There's not a lot of player interaction. You know, there's some trying to race to different things in the building the roofs or maybe in the military and the certain type of thing, but nothing, you know, it's not direct player interaction. It's definitely as a game has dropped for me through the years, but you know, hey, it's still a very, very good Feld and that's uh, Trajan. It's all about that Moncala. My number 88 actually just got uh, re-implemented last year as For the King and Me, but the version that I have is Biblios. Uh, it's one actually before I met these guys, uh, the group that I was a part of, that's how we finished up every night. Uh, it's a very good three-player game. And I love, my favorite part is that first half of the game where you are drawing from the deck, you're deciding which one goes into the favor pile, which one goes to the table, and which one that you keep. And then you have the auction after that. Uh, and then you're just manipulating the dice. Uh, the 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 new version looks very pretty. Uh, I don't the theme, just like this theme doesn't matter. Uh, but you can you can get it now uh, as that for the king and me. Uh, definitely worth checking out if you have not had a chance to play it yet. Classic classic design. What's what do you mean another group you used to play with? I'm I'm a little jealous now. <laughs> before I met you guys. <laughs> oh, okay okay all right as long as before us. Before uh, I met you, honey, it was a long time ago. A long time ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't even have their numbers anymore. <laughs> uh, Biblios number one hundred and one. Oh, nice. Not, not, just number just missed. Just missed. Just missed. Uh, so, yep. So that's my number eighty-eight, Biblios. My number eighty-seven is speaking of Feld, another Feld game. That game is. Strasbourg. It's a great auction game uh, in which you have a hand of cards and you're drawing a few cards off at a time and you have to use those cards to bid on 
on uh, things out on the board and try to get majorities, basically. I've played it at two, but it's no good at two. Uh, plays at three and four are, are really great. But you're just, you're, you're trying to make the hand of auction cards you have work. And you're also trying to keep in mind what you might have left over as well. So you're constantly uh, kind of riding an edge uh when you're bidding on these things and it is a great game really enjoy Strasburg. do you ever track down a copy no i have not yet but uh i'm still trying that is my number 87 Strasburg. all right good good pick uh my number 87 is a game that i mean i know richie likes this i don't know if you like this very much as much chad this might be like in your 200s or something but uh <laughs> this is another one of those games that i should not have on my list it has very little player interaction. It's basically kind of just your puzzle and you're trying to just get it done, but it is a good punch of a package in a very short amount of time. And it has one of the coolest mechanisms where you will start off your turn and you draw a tile and you got a nine by nine grid and you're going to slide that tile on one of the, you know, either rows or columns of that nine by nine grid. And then whatever you slide in, those are going to be your three actions that you get to take that round. And this game is called Ulm. Um, I just always liked this game. And it's one of those games, it's never leaving my collection. If somebody right now said, hey, let's go play a quick game of Ulm, I'm always up for it. I think it's just a solid, good game. You can literally knock this thing out in 45 minutes, even at four players. Mm -hmm. It moves quickly. Um, it doesn't have a lot of variability, you know, so, but I still think the replayability is there. I still enjoy it. It's, it has some card collection and then some other ways to score points, moving your boat up and stuff. Just overall, I just find this a very good game. And I would actually really like to see another game, you know, some other games come around with that mechanism of sliding a tile into having, you know, kind of doing an action selection. I, I just think that that's a really good thing. Yeah, I think this is lower than for Chad. I don't think it's in its 200s. Number 386, actually. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why Chad's I, I really this, think so. he should like this one. Yeah. Uh, there's another one, we'll talk about it later, that yeah. I also think that he should like. But I really do think that that whole mechanism of the 9x9, nine nine, where you're sliding tile is so good. And even though, like I said, the variability is not great, but the replayability, the fact that you only play one card, you can only play one card, per right. turn and you only have 10 actions it's it's good it's a very very good solid game hey at least he came around on carpe diem we'll we'll take that. We'll, yeah we'll, we'll take that. we got that so okay. my number 87 is stockpile uh it's a very good stock game especially it's definitely more family weight uh but it's one that i have had great success introducing other people to and one that i would say that the expansion is essential the one that adds the dice that mix up the different valuation cards in there but and also i would say also essential just to play on the the board where all the stocks are different rather than all of them being the same but i just got the the latest expansion i have not had a chance to try it out yet but stockpile one that still hits the table every once in a while uh, at our house and that's my number 87. i like that game a lot but i agree with you on the expansion okay well for my number 86 it's another coin game it, wow. Yeah. Right. Good job, Chad. It is Colonial Twilight. Nice. I really like this one because uh, nice. because it's a two-player game, I feel like it, it moves a little bit faster, too, so it's it's snappier, at least in my plays of it, basically. 100%. I, I really like it, and I think it's smart how they change the action selection mechanism to work for two players. Very smart implementation of it, and I, I, I hardly know anything about the conflict itself, but I would like to know more as I get more plays of it, of course, because like I said, anytime you are playing 
playing a coin game, the history comes to the forefront. So this is a great two-player implementation, and that's why it makes my number 86, Colonial Twilight. Good pick. I should have done the over-under on coin games for Chad. Chad. All right. Um, All right. Well, my number 86 is a number one game for one of the punch bunch, Mr. Ben Coverley. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, Ben, it's it's in my top 100, so just settle down. <laughs> it's it's in there. And that's Gold West. This is a very solid game. It's got a very unique Mancala where you're adding resources to this kind of uh, elevator type of thing where the number that you put there is how much you kind of get to drop them, and then whatever kind of comes out the top is the resources that you get. And you can use stuff to build out on the area, or if you don't have any building material, then you've got to kind of rob to kind of put out there. And then you have to put a negative chit or something on a spot. And you're just kind of trying to build these different things, get these resources, and then move up these different tracks or buy these cards. You know, it's very simple. And I think it's 12 actions, I think, that you take. And once again, this is, you know, just kind of just almost like Olm, where it's just a nice, quick, hey, we got 45 minutes, we got three or four players, let's just knock a game out real quick. It's interesting that uh, you did this very close, you chose this very close to Trajan because the dichotomy is interesting. The The rondelle to me, or the Moncala and the way that you build your rondelle in Trajan is more interesting. However, the contentiousness out on the board in Gold West is more interesting there. Yeah. Very, the, the majority. Yeah, very true. Good pick. All right, yeah, so that's pick. my number 86, Gold West. Uh, my number 86, I know it's going to be much higher on Chad's list for sure. And that is, it might be higher on Clef. I can't remember how you feel about this now. Last time I saw you playing the Great Zimbabwe, you were also playing Wildcatters with us. So I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember how, <laughs> how much correct. you liked he did the not Great know. Zimbabwe. He did not remember <laughs> well, the rules very well. First and of all, was yeah, it was a bad rule, yeah. Siege. I do yeah. remember that. It was bad, and, and I am... Terrible. <laughs> I have never won that game. I've played it like eight times and have yet to win it. <laughs> but yes, it's definitely higher on my list. So, but move on. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, a great splatter game. It, it is one that has a really good online implementation, especially if you're trying to wrap your head around how the hubs work and all that. Play it online because it makes everything make a lot more sense. I'm not going to go on too much about it since they're both going to be talking about it later. And that is my number 86, The Great Zimbabwe. My number 85 is uh, sort of another apology to you guys. It's a game we reviewed very early on. And uh, you guys were right. Heaven and Ale is a really classic I game. I was shocked when we went over to his house and I saw it on his shelf because I, I thought you hated this game for a, a long time. I hated that I was so bad at it. I really hated that I was yeah. bad at it. You know how you have those games where you're like, why can't I be better at this game? Sure. Uh, but, you know, I think this does... Cleft, you said it. Uh, for a long time, I thought maybe Glenn Moore or some of those other games did it a little bit better. But you're right that tension of having to take something uh, before somebody else is so high in this game because of the scoring, the way that it scores. It's it's even it's even tighter as far as that scoring aspect than it is in Glenmore almost. And so I think that basically that that's what makes this game for me, that real tight tension of trying to grab something uh, before somebody else does. And then of course, you know, the the when once you understand the scoring, the little puzzle of moving stuff up above, you know, certain other thresholds. I'll talk about this later on and, and much later on. All right. Well, that is my eighty-five Heaven and Ale. All right, my number eighty-five is Shipyard. 
This is one that a lot of people have not played. It hasn't, I don't think it's had a reprint for a long time, and it's not an easy game to get a hold of. Woo, we talk about rondels. This game has got like five or six of them. I don't know. You like all kind of them that you're like rotating around and you have so many spots that you can go and then you can stop and you'll take an action. Um, and basically all you're trying to do is create a ship and you're trying to put all kind of different stuff on it, either cannons or sails or propellers and then captains and, and passengers and, you know, just all kind of different things on these ships. And then Eventually, you're going to set sail, and you'll have a certain speed that you go, and you'll get points for how fast it is, and you'll get points for how much fun stuff you have on it, and then you can kind of go through these waterways, and you might hit some bonus points, and really, that's all there is to it, but it just is a fun game. Every time I play this game, I'm like thinking to myself, why don't I play this more often? It's just a very fun, solid game. It also has the same, to a degree, a little bit of the heaven and ale where you only have so many actions, though. And you can go as far as you want up, but then if then you can't go back to any of those further actions. And so, you know, sometimes so skipping ahead might miss you some other ones. So, but just a very, very solid game. Uh, one that I very, I mean, it's a uh, Vladimir Suchi. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, uh, very, very good one. Very, very good game. The only thing about it for me and why it's not higher is because it is super fiddly stacking some of those cardboard things on the rondelle over and over. But other than that, it is a great game with great gameplay. Uh, so that would be number 85, Shipyard. All right, my number 85 is one I've actually had to, I had to buy a second copy of it. My coasters were as disgusting as Clef's uh, Skull King cards, Ooh. and that is Skull. Oh. A little bluffing party game, one that we, we play a lot with Jessica's family. Uh, I was looking at my plays, and there's a night where we played it 10 times wow. in a row. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only thing we played. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're just bluffing. You're you're trying to get people to hit a skull when they get to your pile, but you're also trying to reveal all rows in the score point. And once you score two points, you win the game. But yeah, it, it's definitely one that it's a great. I mean, you can take it really anywhere because really it's just coasters. I would definitely recommend if you have a lot of non-gamers around you that are interested in wanting to play a game because this is a good one for it. And that's Skull, my number 85. Very nice. good. My number 84 is uh, one that we played fairly recently. I think we reviewed this game. It is a Rosenberg game, and it is Hollertau. I, I really Ooh. like Hollertau. I wow. just like it is a feel-good game. Uh, I know that you have to move your, your craft house or whatever you want to call it to symbolize uh, building your town out, but it's the, the crux of this game is the any time card play. You can play a card on at any time. During during Clef's turn, I can play a card. During Richie's turn, I can play a card. I can play three cards if I can play them during my turn. I love that. I love that you are just trying to get these cards. And it doesn't always work out, but you are trying to get these cards and uh, build out a strategy uh, to get as many points as you can, make your engine really, really spin. Mm. I, I did like the, you know, trying to get all the stuff that you needed to move. It's very fun especially if you get to move two spots with your house oh yeah or your village or whatever it is you know that is a lot of fun um it became a little samey for me kind of quick like i had four or five plays right away when i first got it and then i was like okay this is once i kind of felt like i figured the puzzle out that it didn't have as much fun for me but i can definitely see where this is a great game and people really enjoy it yeah it's one that uh, i mean hopefully they release more decks for it yeah like they do with new sphere exactly that's what i'm hoping for but that's my number 84 hallertau all right, my number 84, make a check mark, number one, is A Distant Plane. 
So this is All the right. first coin game on the list. Spoiler alert, many more to come. Um, a Distant Plane, I, I like Distant Plane a lot. I love, you know, I just, I love coin games and I like the theme of this. It's very interesting with the, you know, obviously this is the kind of recent, more recent history with the Afghan war, you know, you've got the Taliban and you got the warlords, you know, and then you've got the Afghan people. And then you got the U S that's kind of in there helping. The only reason why this one is a little bit lower or, you know, the lowest coin game that's on my, on my list is it can be player dependent on the fact that two of the factions work together a lot. Okay. And if you get, because I've seen games where literally one of the players is like, I'm not helping you even since they had to be helping each other. Now, granted, that's just Dan and Brent just being Dan and Brent. But if you get in a situation where the person who you're working with is not doing things right or not helping you, it can really hurt your game. And so for me, that's just a small, like I said, I mean, it's, it's up at 84. I still love this game and love to play it, but I think that's just one thing where some of the other coin games, I like a little bit more just because of that, but still great theme, great being able to learn about the history and everything that goes on with it. If you haven't played a coin game, come see me at PPCon and I'll teach you a coin game. That's a great game. Uh, if I had more plays of it, it would definitely move above Cuba Libre. Yeah, I I really enjoy. I only played it once up, but I really did enjoy it, especially knowing the history. Yeah, it was nice. All right, that was number eighty four, a distant plane. All right, my number eighty four, another crossover with Chad. What's going on here? <laughs> the man's got good taste. Yeah, <laughs> and that's Carpe Diem. Uh, I really hope that you know whatever when they get to the tenth reprint that they change the art and make it pretty because this is a game that i think would work really well with non-gamers right. and people entry you know getting into the hobby uh, it's it's a, such a, a great game it plays well at all the player counts i tried making my copy look a little bit better i have the original by putting scrolls in there it's it didn't really help it's still <laughs> ugly but a great game my number 84 carpe diem Good choice. Hey, so you are, are there little like resin scrolls that you put yeah. in the game? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll have to take a look at that. Well, my number 83 is uh, a game that, geez, I just have so many good memories with this group and, and with some other people as well. But Tammany Hall, it's just I, I couldn't not have it on my top 100 list. It's an area control game. I love that. This, this is the kind of a game where I love a little bit of negotiation. Like, come on, look at this. I've got some districts that are going to have to be wrapped up. You've got some districts too. Let's just not fight me on this. Come on. Just uh, just make sure your palm is empty when we do the blind bidding and everything will be fine. And then I'll let you be the chief of police next turn. You know, I love those little decisions. And uh, it's a, it feels, this game to me feels really thematic just because of the player powers and what you're doing and... And so, uh, yeah, this is this is a fun little game to me every time. Tammany Hall, my number 80, 83. Yeah, obviously great memory of Richie backstabbing me for the first time ever. And, yeah, uh, that was that was the first time. Yeah. <laughs> of course, my best memory is when Richie could have just eliminated me from Dominic Let's not Species talk about Dominic yeah. <laughs> It hasn't come up yet. All right. Still hurts me to this day. <laughs> <laughs> number 83 for me, is a game that I have played a ton. And this is a great Canizia game. And this is my, you know, 
I, you know, I like high society. I like modern art, but for me, this is the quintessential auction game. And this is raw. I love this game. I love the simplicity of you're either going to draw a tile or you're going to say, Hey, I'm putting up the raw token and we're going to have an auction. And then instead of, Oh, how much do I bid? You have these tiles and that's, those are your options. And so if somebody bids a nine and your highest tile is an eight, you don't even have a thought process, but let somebody, somebody bids an eight and you've got a nine, but it's your, you're like, Oh, do I want to, do I want these tiles? Cause you're doing a set collection or do I want to let it go and hope for something better? And then there's a cool, how the rounds end is you pull these red tiles. And basically as soon as the red tiles fill up the board, boom, the round ends immediately. If you didn't use your tiles too bad, you didn't get to, you know, get more of the set collection type of tiles. I think everything about that game is just absolutely perfect. Um, I enjoy the regular raw. And then there's, uh, there was a re-implementation called priests of raw. That was good. Yeah. I think it's very solid too. It's, I mean, basically the same game just with some different tiles and different ways to set collect, but both solid, solid games. And one, a game that once again, will always remain in my collection. Chad, are you going to pick up the Ian O'Toole reprint? I looked at it, but I don't think I will. I, I, I have the, uh, the fantasy flight version and it's, it's fine. Uh, I don't, I don't, it's not a game, although I really like it. It's not a game that I feel like I need to have that version of it, Yeah. but it's just a great pick. Yeah. All right. Number 83 raw. Uh, my number 83 is another ugly game. Uh, hopefully it gets a, a retooling here soon. And that's ethnos, a little area control game that plays super quick. I just played it not too long ago. Uh, plays, uh, four and up really is kind of the sweet spot. You can play it at three. Uh, there is a two player variant. Not that good. If you have a larger group, it is an area control game that plays quick, fast. They just need to change the art on the board to match better with the components. Uh, and hopefully it gets some time. I've heard rumors that it's getting reprinted with new art, new components and everything like that. So potentially wait for that version because that one will probably look a lot better. Hopefully. It's a great game. The And, and you kind of, you like Paula Mori better as a designer than I do, but I, mm-hmm. I have really come around to some of its designs more in the last year or two. But you're right. This art design and graphic design together don't mesh yeah, at don't, all. They don't match well. Yeah, uh, weird pastels and then this kind of old school medieval art yep. type. I remember playing it and it didn't quite catch my fancy. And maybe it was just because it was a little bit, the, the, the art and stuff just kind of didn't draw me in. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah. So that's my number 83, Ethnos. My number 82 is an Andre, Andreas Stedding title. And uh, this actually was a Spiel des Jahres recommended in 2010, I guess. This is... Another game that I've come around to, and that is a quintessential Euro, Hansa Teutonica, and in particular, the big box, which I own. Uh, this game is is really interesting because uh, it's one of those games where you have your own player board. You're trying to take stuff off your player board to get other powers, and you've got the area control that you're trying to do and that sort of thing. And actually, uh, it has a reputation as being mean because you can kick people off, but actually, you kind of don't want to kick people off because it gives them a benefit too in this game so it's a really interesting play and and you're basically kind of trying to decide what you want to do you want to control these cities you want to get these bonus markers that you can get you know uh, all of that 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 comes with an area control game that has a euro bent to it Mm. Uh, this is similar to uh, like container 
that you said earlier, player dependent. Um, right. If you get a game where a lot of people are really passive and it's just, you know, oh, then you're just kind of going and just, then you're just putting out cubes and nothing's going on. You need a game where people are like, I'm going to kick over every sandcastle you try to build. I don't care what it does. You know, that that makes the game more interesting to me. Yeah, the game that I've only played it once, and the when we played for some, and I don't think it was a passive group. I don't know why. It just we, happened. Our game to be. fell flat when we played it. I don't think we were understanding how the game was to be played that first time. But yeah, yeah. But that is why it makes my number eighty-two Hansa Teutonica. Uh, my number eighty-two is is a trick-taking game. Ooh, um, yay! That I recently have discovered, and it's a three-player only. Now, oh, nice. its big brother is uh, Tichu, and I just haven't played Tichu enough, and it may eventually one day would make this list if I got some more plays of it. But it's uh, the three-player version is called Chimera, and I really like this game. Um, when you first, you'll deal out a, a bunch of cards, uh, obviously, that are just regular numbers and suits, and then you'll bid to see who gets to be the Chimera, whoever wins the bid gets that and then the other two people are called the hunters and so then you'll have those two that are basically one of those two hunters is trying to go out before the chimera to score some victory points but yet there's some other ways you can score points too so you're still kind of doing your own thing also but you literally can play almost any combination you can think of of cards you can put down an 11 card straight if you had it in your hand uh, uh you know have all these different things there's a couple of special cards uh, that you can play that like that you have like some traps and different things to to override things, but it's just a fun, good game. And honestly, if I've got just a short amount of time and got three players and people are like, "Hey, let's play it," it's a definite good go-to game. I think there's a certain number you're supposed to play to. I don't think I've ever done that. I think it's one mm -hmm. of those things where we say, "Hey, let's play four or five hands," and and that's what you do. You know, just kind of a fun, quick type of thing. Um, yeah, if you like trick-taking games. Is a very very good one for three players. Yeah, I, you should really check out Haggis. I don't know if you can get it anywhere, but I think you can play it with regular cards. But Haggis plays two or three player. Same deal though. It's a ladder climbing game. I think you and Missy would really like it. Okay, Haggis. Okay, do you own it? Uh, not anymore, but I, I do enjoy it. Okay, so that was number eighty-two, Chimera. My number eighty-two is also a card game, and that's Star Realms. Uh, I actually played this one pretty early on when it when I got into the hobby and it's one that has stuck around I, I play the app I mean if I'm at you know the doctor's office or at a kid's you know thing that I don't actually have to pay attention I'm on my phone usually playing Star Realms to to get me through whatever I'm waiting for but it is and you could even throw in Hero Realms here as well but I, I won't do that unlike one of my other co-hosts here so it is Star Realms <laughs> yeah, is the <laughs> But it's just a quick, fast deck building game. Uh, and I mean, they've done so many expansions now that if you get into this, you can buy as much Star Realms as you want. And uh, you will have a bunch of different ships, a bunch of different player powers you can play with. Uh, definitely worth checking out Star Realms. If you're counting, uh, this is number one. This is 81-1849, the game of Sicilian Railways. This is an interesting game. It is really, really hard. The map is hard because it's so expensive building over the mountains. Uh, and so money is super tight. It is very possible to go bankrupt in this game. So 
once Richie likes 18xx games, this is one that I would teach him. Uh, it is also interesting because it has a variable setup. You don't know which, uh, I think it's three if I'm remembering right, but you don't know which three companies are going to be available at the beginning of the game. So it, it makes differences that way. And then uh, up towards the top, there is uh, there is a basically a volcano that's going to, a mountain that's going to erupt and cover part of the railway. And so that's a little bit of a, a thing there too. So definitely some kind of fun MacGuffins in this game. Uh, I don't always enjoy the randomness that comes with it, but, and I, and I haven't played it nearly enough, but it did get enough plays to make my list. That's 1849. Uh, shockingly, there is an 18xx game I got interested in today because of Slack. Er. Oh yeah. The er. <laughs> yeah. The splatter version. Mm, it looks interesting. I I would try that one. Oh sure, I would too. <laughs> you, you track down her yet? I have not yet, but I'll look for it because it's it. on my list. Did Did Andrew say he owned that one? No, a friend a of ours uh, okay. from his his con uh, eighteen DMS or DSM. Uh, basically, he he has it. So I tell Andrew to, yeah, to come on, yeah. to come to PDCon yeah, because yeah. I'd love to try that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, so my number eighty one is my highest Lacerda, and that is the good old Death Spiral Vinos. Oh, yeah. Uh, still a soft spot in my heart for, you know, just watching Chad just go down that Death Spiral. was just more fun than I <laughs> could imagine. Keep going but, to the bank and uh, circling and the drain. No money there. Yeah, and- <laughs> it's just so good. Um, also, just remember, this is one of the first games that I played with Chad. Uh, we played the newer version, and then we tried to play the the 2010 version, we thought, oh, we can handle it, and we were totally lost and had no idea. Um, I, I wouldn't even begin to try that now with a little Serta game about anything. Cause yeah, I, that's a horrible no. idea. <laughs> but, uh, I still, you have literally nine different actions that you take, you can take in this game, and you only have, I want to say like 10 times that you get to take an action. 10 or 12, yeah, something like that. Very, very small. So the actions that you take, you need to really maximize what you're doing. And then you need to start getting those barrels moving between the special wine experts or whatever so that you can get more actions to kind of get rolling. But very tight. Uh, to me, this is Lacerda's. But used to, I used to think Gallerist was his, his best, but I really think, for me, Vinos is his best. Um, you know, I, I may not quite, obviously, I don't like Lacerda as much as Chad. Um Another Lacerda that I, I've liked is on Mars, but I haven't, I've only played it twice. Mm, wow. I, I don't, I haven't gotten as many plays of on Mars as, as the others. Maybe I had three times, but I, it'd been so long. I hadn't remembered it. So yeah, I'm going to go with Vinos as my number one Lacerda. I like the uh, quote, Quadrel, I think they call it, you know, the action selection, because you ah. have to move around it. Yep. I mean, it, it's mm-hmm. like a grid, but then you have to pay to move farther. It's great. It's yep. great. Yep. Great implementation. Yep. And I... My What's Your Game version is still absolutely beautiful. Uh, it used to be this company called What's Your Game that used to produce <laughs> games and uh, make great games. I don't know what happened to them. <laughs> Something so, about a typhoon. There we go. Number 81, Vinos. Boy, we have not heard an update in a while. I can't wait to hear the next one. I, I don't think there's going to be another one. <laughs> My number 81, uh, this is one that Clef was wrong on. And I mean, really, the, the thing that Clef hated most about this game was the tree. And that is Everdell. My number I'm, 81. I'm, I'm not wrong. It's not that good. <laughs> uh, it's good when you get the expansions in there. It, it's actually a little crunchier than it would appear when you look at it because you really have to be effective with your your 
your actions. You can't just be wasting your your workers because you, then you're going to have to go into the next season. I do like that mechanism of you don't everyone doesn't move on to the next season together. You do it, you know, when you're ready or when you're out of workers, obviously, or out of actions that you can take in the current season. Uh, but definitely it's one where you for me, at least you need some expansions. I usually play with two or three of them in there. One of them gets rid of that tree and you, you have a little meadow that you place the cards in and everything. But Everdell, it's one that's been coming out a lot. I, I actually like it best at two, though. Right. I don't like a four. Yeah. I played it once at four, and that's just too long. I feel like it has, because it's card actions that chain together, and it's you play kind of based on your own engine and not based on rounds, I feel like it has a Imperial Settlers kind of engine-building yes. vibe to it, and that's yep. why that two-player is so important. But yeah, I had it at 154. I I still really like that game and, and love it with my family, so. Yep. Uh, 284. <laughs> that's, that's higher than I thought. <laughs> it's not a bad game. Uh, the tree is ridiculous, but it's it's not a bad game, and with the extra expansions, I, I thought it was better. Oh, yeah, you I, just recently played it not yeah, that long ago, right? yeah. But I still feel like overall, it's 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 not exciting. It's not there's no interaction in the game. It'll so. be his number one in a right, few yeah. years. So, no, I no, did not. <laughs> I did not have the Kickstarter, so I'm just going to say I wish my berries were squishier. But uh, other than that, I really <laughs> like that game. All right, my number 81, Everdell. My number 80 is another Rosenberg. I like it at solo and two player best, and that is at the gates of Loyang. It is about grinding it out on the path to prosperity, trying to have the most income or or points, basically, and really finding those good synergies and those ways that you can make your garden be a huge engine to satisfy a bunch of customers at once while trying to foil your other players at the table. It's good. I've, I've been playing, I think I'm on play 15 of it, and I'm bad, but I'm getting better. I'm definitely getting better. But well, it, What's an average score for you? Uh, I'd have to look it up, but it's not not good. I usually lose <laughs> when I play. I think if you get around the somewhere between the eighteen and twenty is what you're looking for usually. Wow. Um, I'm now see, near this that. is one thing that I'll I actually like it best at four because I really mm -hmm. like the because when you take turns, you'll actually take turns in a pair, and uh, so the game still moves along relatively quick. But I just I, I love the interaction in it. I love the card play and. I love that track of prosperity of having to move it. Once again, I would like to see this in other games where it's that's how you score and you have to pay to kind of move up it. And you have to go up that track once per round period. You mm. cannot miss going because it's only cost you a dollar to move up the first one. But then there's sometimes you got to have those double and triple jumps as you kind of go along in the game. It's, it's so good. That's my number 80 at the gates of Loyang. Okay. Uh, my number 80 is... Uh, well, I guess technically another T game, but this one came long before uh, the <laughs> kind of the flux of all these other T games that are coming, and that is Zulkin, uh, the Mayan calendar. Uh, absolutely just the coolest looking board you can ever imagine with these huge gears, and you twist these gears, and all the gears turn along with it. Just absolutely cool looking, but it's a really good solid Euro game that goes along with it. You're going to be placing your guys out on these different wheels. And then as they crank, the actions get better and better. And it's one of those things where it's like, ooh, do I want to pull that guy off now? Or do I want to wait another round and pull him off so I can do that? And that's where the game really starts to shine. Um, 
this is one that I think I played on. It's on Board Game Arena, right? Yes. I think I just randomly one time, this is a few years ago, I pulled it up and played it uh, just as a two-player game against somebody else. And they were like some sort of expert level. And there was some point where like he was, I don't know, doing things that were just like scoring 100 points. <laughs> yeah. And I was sitting there going, I'll do this for four points. You know, <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. But anyways, so I'm sure there's really ways to get good at this game. But for me, it's just a fun puzzle. You get to move up these different, you know, the God tracks. It's it's very similar, obviously, to a lot of the other T games now. But this is the the granddaddy, the first one that came along, and just absolutely a beautiful game and great Euro mechanics and Zulkin. I remember when Richie and I played this with the expansion with you, mm -hmm. and uh, you beat the pants off us, and Richie was like, yeah, I, I don't think I like that game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not on my list. <laughs> Although I would play it again. I, I did enjoy the actual mechanisms. And the expansion, I really liked with the player powers. Yes, yes, absolutely. So that was number 80, Zulkin. All right, my number 80 is Clank. A deck building adventure. Uh, and this is one that actually I ended up liking it more because I played the legacy game and the legacy game. The legacy game is good. It's just too long. Way Every too long. game is just mm -hmm. way too long. And it made me really appreciate how quick regular Clank is. And you can throw in, there's a ton of maps out there. There's a ton of extra characters you can buy for it if you want to mix it up. But I that's my way to play it is just regular Clank with, you know, mix up the board, whatever. Uh, but it is just a, a solid deck building or family weight deck builder that gets a lot of play still, uh, even after the whole legacy pain that we went through. But Clank, my number 80. Good call, Richie. My number 79 is, what do you know? It's Ra by Reiner Knizia. And uh, it's the tile. It's the bidding tiles that you trade back and forth. And that decision that makes Ra so much fun to me. I mean, obviously, the, the you know, the pressure luck is fun too, as is the set collection of the tiles and what you're doing for scoring there. But what makes it so great is that decision of, I'm going to put out this one, but then I'm going to get that other bidding tile and uh, kind of managing that. That's the best part for me. Ra. My number 79. All right. Great pick. All right. My number 79. Um, well, this is a crossover with Chad. And that is another Feld game here with the good old octopods and the programming of the robots. And that's Aquasphere. We kind of already talked about it. So that's my number 79, Aquasphere. My number 79 is one that we actually reviewed. And I think I'm going to be the only one that has it on their list. And that's Predaporter. And I, I just really enjoyed this theme. I liked the the gameplay. It can get a little samey, uh, but I've I've really enjoyed it. Uh, really, at all player counts, it's one that I still pull pull out and play with Jessica from time to time. And it, it was a, a fantastic reprint. Uh, it was a good Kickstarter that they ran. You can usually find this at a pretty decent price. So if you're looking for a solid worker placement game with uh, some good economic flair to it, Predaporta is a good game. I, I think I'm going to have to pick this one up because I do enjoy this game a lot. And just uh, it's one I don't own that I really enjoyed playing. And we did review it, but I feel like we didn't even explore all the strategies that there are to explore with that game. It's a, it's a good little yeah, game. There's I feel a like. lot of cards in there that you can kind of manipulate to, to try to, you know, increase your score. So good choice. It's somewhere in the 100 to 200 range for me. Uh, okay. Number two, here we go. 78 for me is 1861-67, Railways of Russia slash Canada. This one's a, a, an incremental capitalization game where basically you are... Uh, you're trying to build... And I, I will say this is specifically for 
Russia. I haven't played uh, the Canadian one enough times. But it is a great little game where the trick is to try to grow up your companies or merge your companies at the right time and or take advantage of nationalization of the railways of, of Canada because uh, they can swallow up uh, less profitable companies. And sometimes, sometimes you can make that so it's actually a worthwhile thing. But often you do not want to fall behind and lose your trains that way. And so you can even merge with other players around the table, but you have to make sure that you make it work for you. Uh, something that I, I'm not very good at yet, and I am just discovering how to make the miners work uh, with this game, but I am intrigued by it. And so 1861-67 made my list at 78. I took the under, right? You took the under. I might be in trouble. Yeah. We were already um, at two. <laughs> yeah, we were already at two. Uh, this should be a, like a little fun little uh, game for the punch punch. You know, they take a shot every time Chad says an 18XX. <laughs> every time I say a coin. For Richie, it'd be what? Every time you say a Kramer, Kramer and Kiesling? No. Kramer and Kiesling. Yeah, <laughs> every time he says Chad's right. Actually, <laughs> might, might be. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> might be. <laughs> All right. For me, my number 78 is The King is Dead. Oh, uh, nice. Excellent little game. I mean, I think this plays great at two. It plays great at three. I think I've only played it at two or three, but it's a, you know, you just on your turn, you're either going to play one of your cards and add some cubes to the board or take some cubes off of the board. And it's kind of an area control type of thing that you're doing. Or you just say pass. And when every, when all three players or two players, whatever it is, pass in a row, then you're going to score whatever the next card is up on the region. And at the end of the game, you're just trying to have the highest rated cubes basically of what got scored, or maybe you don't because maybe the French took over and then you are going to score differently in that situation, in that situation. So it's just a really unique game in the sense of what you're kind of trying to do as opposed to just a normal area control game. I really, really enjoy this one. This one is shot up my list. Um, definitely. This is the same person who then did uh Chad. Brian Boru. <laughs> exactly. So, which um, was definitely, I feel like, a little bit lighter of than King is Dead. And I, you know, and obviously as we reviewed it, I, I was hoping for maybe a little something a little bit higher, uh, heavier. But um, definitely uh, this game, I still enjoy getting to the table. And if you haven't tried this one, it's a nice, small little box, cheap game. The King is Dead. 104 for me. Good game. Yeah, man. it gives good, I almost get like a packed premiere. Yeah. Yeah. Back and forth. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right. My number 78, I was going to lump all the coin games, but then I said, you know, that's not right. I wouldn't do that. Chad wouldn't do that. That's right. We wouldn't. I Anyways. did one game. <laughs> <laughs> so I ranked them all. This is the highest. This was my my favorite coin game. And that's Liberty or Death. And one, I, I the, the time period, the history is the most interesting to me out of all the coin games that mm -hmm. are released so far. There's some that are coming out here soon that uh, I will be very interested in. But I also like the, the team aspect as well in this game. You just got to be sure that you're not playing with Dan on, on your team. Or Clef. Yeah, well, I mean, true. yeah. You're talking about we've won this game like twice. Okay, well, I've won. You've it. won it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at least two or three times. I was That's on right. your team, yeah, and you're the one we, who came we out. We make the winner. a good team. We I do like make it. a good team. I make a, I'm a very good teammate. You, you are a very are. good teammate, <laughs> Clef. Not so much, uh, <laughs> but it is, it, I think, in my opinion, it's the most beautiful board 
mm-hmm. of all of them as well. Sports, it's one that I've, I've come real close to because you can buy just the boards on GMT and I've come real close to buying that one and just framing it. But check it out if you are. It's good. I think it's not an entry level coin game for sure, but I think you could play this after you play Cuba Libre. I think this would be a good one to go to next. So my number 78, Liberty or Death. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's a f- good first experience for a coin game because of the team aspect is right. so heavy in it. And especially if you, if you get the French, I mean, you don't even start on the board. Well, if you're going to play it for the first time, I would definitely say jump in because you yeah, can, there's the, different scenarios. The I scenario. would jump it into the yeah, where it's, it's a more of late war. So that way you, because literally is the French... In the beginning of it, you do nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you literally are doing almost nothing. So, but uh, it's it's obviously great, and and you know maybe further up on my list here. <laughs> I figured. Yeah. Number seventy-seven for me is a mind clash game, and it has a lot to do with the theme. I think, as most mind clash games do, but uh, it also has to do with the the lone time jumping mechanism, and that's an acrony. Mm. Uh, I still need to paint these minis because you know they're they're such cool minis but they and they don't do anything in fact they probably get in the way but they're so nah, cool on the board they do get in the way they don't not only do they not get in the way the the little tokens that come that you place them down that looks just very <laughs> stupid and you can't even <laughs> you can't the, those minis are perfect don't that's get one me wrong i still use the minis <laughs> <laughs> i mean they're not necessary. Let's put it that way. With the new expansion, Essential. though, I would say now the new expansion is almost necessary. It really revitalizes that game. It's great. That is agreeable. I will agree. That is The expansion is wonderful for that game. That's 77, Anachrony. All right. Now, give me more. Okay. I've decided number 97 was <laughs> He's crosstalk. been scratchy. He's been scratchy <laughs> yeah, over there. We made him feel guilty enough. 97 to- is simply crosstalk. I've taken the crypto <laughs> off the list. <laughs> It's gone. It's out. <laughs> he doesn't want that. So if we if it's we out. needle him anymore, he's gonna really explode. <laughs> so crosstalk is your number ninety seven. The crosstalk is my number ninety seven. Okay. Are, yeah. sure? are you sure? Are you sure? Because I think Positive. I like the crypto a little yeah, bit. Well, that's great. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I mean that's the game. That's like the one party game that I've seen him really push. Yeah, out, he so. he really does like crosstalk. I think a it's, lot more than yeah. the rest of us. I'll still yeah. play it, but yeah. he really likes yeah, it. I, I've cooled on it a little bit, uh, you know, over the past couple of years, but still great. But anyways. This is going to be my, I believe, the highest rated party type of game. And this one is just pure laugh out loud fun. We had a great game of this at Origins up there on the patio that one night. And I've played so many great games of this. And it's just, it is so, especially when you get to the charades part of the game, it is so funny to watch these people. And that is Time's Up. I will never not think of Richie as nude descending a staircase. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it's so good. Uh, It has the other get with the one that chat the monikers. Monikers, It's the same gig. Yep. But mine's time's up. It's not a slash. Just want that to be said. It is. It's just fun. It's just uh, you know you got words in the first round. You're going to just say anything you can to get somebody to say it. Second round, you can only say one word, like a password type of thing. And then the third round, you got to act it out. Some people have added on a fourth round where you got to shadow puppets or underneath a sheet. Yeah, there's or, one where you just so use your head. Your like face. You get behind yeah. Your, yeah, yeah, your face, yeah. right yeah. behind the couch, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you so know what? fun. It, I don't think it made my top 100 list, but I'm sad that it didn't. I'm glad you said it because it is such a great game. Because really, what what is it that, you know, that part of our relationships are based on? They're, they're based on... Uh, shared jokes 
And yeah. that's and that shared jokes mm-hmm. or those shared language comes out of this game. So basically what somebody sets up in your first and second round is coming out in the third round and by that time everybody's on the floor laughing at yeah. how you've used it and mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. great. Yeah. That's yeah. So it's fantastic. Great. I don't I and I usually don't like those type of word association games and it's it's great. Yep. So that was my number 77 times up. Uh, my number 77 is it's getting a, a refresh here soon and I think it, it may be on Kickstarter or whatever it was on, but that's LaGranha, one that Chad actually taught me. And then Clef taught me how to play better because I remember our first game. <laughs> we did not do I well. I think that's <laughs> most games. <laughs> uh, Maybe that's why we think Chad is wrong. That, that, could, be, yeah. that could very well be. That's fair enough. Uh, that is fair. Uh, but it is a great multi-use card game. The the new version, I don't think I'm going to jump in on the new version. The it looks great, but the price and the the gigant they have like a gigantic board version. Yeah. I I like my little version uh, that I have. Dan told me today he backed it. And I'm like, oh good. good, that's perfect. Yeah, I'll be I just able want to try play the modules. That's all I care yeah, about. Yeah, that's all I want to do is try out the because I think there's the a basic Feld. game is great. Isn't there a Feld module in there? There's Feld yes. module. Yeah. There's an there's an uh, Oda module in there. Yeah, there's quite a few different uh, top notch designers that have made some good. Cool. Well, I'm I'm excited to try that then. But yeah, even if you have to, you know, track down one of the older versions, uh, either one I think would be fantastic. Uh, so that's my number seventy-seven, Lagranha. Well, Clef, this is a huge surprise. Uh, obviously, I massaged my list a bunch, like I said, but I also went through Pub Meeple over like six hundred crazy games or whatever. That is insane. I know it's that's stupid. Way too it's many. stupid. But uh, but Did it take you this, a couple of days? No, it took me all day today. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> What were you going to do if I said yes to board games today? <laughs> I, I I don't know. <laughs> well, I asked, I asked last night. I asked last night and yeah. I had today off, so I probably oh. would have been really tired for board games okay. today. Okay, got it, got it. Okay. Uh, but my number 76, and this was a big surprise when it came out, but I, I left it here, and that is Origins First Builders. Wow. I know. Oh, isn't wow. that crazy? It's Adam Kwapinski. Uh, it came out this last year. I, 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 I will admit, I have a very soft spot for dice drafting. I really like dice drafting. And I I just I just like what this game does. I like using the die and looking across and seeing what somebody else has and trying to make sure that they can't use a die in the way that they want to be able to. And I, I like triggering off the combos that you've built with your tiles. Uh, I, I just, it's a sweet spot for me. I really enjoy it. Uh, probably in my... 110s, 120, somewhere in there. It was very, very close to making my top 100. But wow, that's, I did not realize you liked it that much. I didn't either, but uh, it's just a sweet spot for me right now. Nice. nice. I need to play it still. So. Oh, I can't, I forgot that you yeah, I have not played it, it yet. Okay. Well, check it out. That is Origins First Builders, number 76. All right. My number 76, uh, I, I know there's some, some punch punch out there every time I say this is a game I love because you guys don't like it. And some people say, well, I do like it. I just find this game to be a lot of fun. It's quick. It's simple. It's card drafting. And you're just building your train. And that's first class. I like first class. It, uh, I got rid of my copy, but I, uh, I, I yeah. still play it online every once in a while. I don't, I just enjoy every time I play this, I just enjoy it. It's like, oh, well, I'm going to you know, build out this train. I'm going to move my engineer. I'm going to, you know, I make these maps and make my little train go up them. It's just simple. Yet there's a lot of like uh, extra actions that you can take that you can yes. really combo and make some fun things. And I just enjoy this game. It has different modules. Even since I'll tell you the, the 
modules, modules don't really great. change that much. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're it's not great. really mostly the same thing. But I still enjoy this one. I still have it in my collection. I just do not get to play it because nobody is ever interested in playing with it, at least uh, for the most part. But I love it. So I'm, I'm I'm keeping it, and I like to play it. I like the movie Murder on the Orient Express. So, <laughs> thanks, Chad. You bet. That module is not bad. That's uh, a little different. Have you played that module yet? The one where you have to find the murder person. Yeah. I think I played it like once. Yeah. But. It's and why I got rid of mine. It was the same deal. It the when you pull out that box, no one no one's interested. No. <laughs> unfortunately well, and that insert is the worst because whenever i pull it out all the cards have fallen Falling all around. over the place and then i gotta sort them all and people are looking at me like shut up get out of here <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was number 76 first class uh my number 76 is one that uh i think the first ones were made out of wood and that is qe and mm, board games okay. tables uh ended up reprinting it and bringing it uh to Kickstarter, but it, this is where an auction game where you are a country and you have unlimited funds and you can bid whatever you want, uh, and you're bidding in secret, so you don't know exactly how much everyone has spent on the different shares out there. And the fact that you can write whatever you want, you can bid, you know, a billion dollars on a stock, makes makes you think that it, it wouldn't work, but it it does work out. And it's the same deal as high society, where whoever spent the most is immediately eliminated, mm-hmm. and then you check the points for everyone else. And I love that mechanism in yeah. games. This is a great Gonzo game. I like to see somebody just step up and be like a hundred billion dollars. <laughs> That's just oh, crazy. I remember one time Mason was just going crazy with the bid, and I was getting mm-hmm. so pissed off at him, like stop <laughs> yeah. bidding so high. Yeah, but it works. Then you it have does, to get yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah, then you're like, oh, well, he spent way yeah. too yeah. much. So I know that so I can get in. Yeah. Yeah. He and just spent a billion. I got to spend a trillion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> yeah so. It's my 196, but, uh, you know, it's a great game. I'll always play it. Yeah. All right. That's a good one. We should play for PPCon. You know, yeah, get that's a good one. Absolutely. Fun game. For sure. Yeah. So that's my number 76, QE. My number 75, and I won't talk much about it because we already have. It's uh, the one called Regrets. It's Arboretum. <laughs> it's a great, great game at two, three, and four. And uh, making your tree path and making others have to uh, go home treeless. Yeah, good game. Uh, 75 Arboretum. Okay, well, my number 75 is a, uh, I think this is the first capstone game I ever purchased. And I actually remember getting this, I believe it was Gen Con 2016, perhaps. And this is... Hashbull Connect. Um, mm. The coal mining game, I think, or something is maybe it's subtitle, but um, this is a very interesting game where you are choosing these, you, you have to draft these discs, these action selection discs that are different colors. And then when you get them, you can use them uh, like the black ones you can use to, you know, get coal, the brown ones to get wood that you need to, you know, make your tunnels uh, deeper. And then there's like some food that you need and you have this little mechanism. It was a very good game that when it got an expansion and actually added a year onto it, like basically an extra round, it made it an even better game. And I don't play this one quite as much as I used to. So that's why it's kind of dropped down, but I still find this one to be a good, fun, nice, uh, you know, Euro-y, non-interactive player, very much Euro-y game, but I, I enjoy it. This is one that I got rid of just because I know you have it, and just the theme 
there's no one else that's excited by that theme. So it's it's hard to get to the table. But when it comes out, it's good. I don't care. It's a great game. It was one of the first I ever played with Clef. Oh, there we go. Number 75, Hashbowl Connect. My number 75, I know Clef likes Bora Bora. I don't know how Chad feels about it. It's my second favorite, Feld. And uh, this is the, the dice placement rule for this is one of my favorites. And it's one that you really don't see in other games, but I, I would love to see it carried over to other games. Uh, with this, I mean, you definitely need, you need like bags because it is fiddly. <laughs> it's a fiddly game when you're playing in, in person. You need bags for the different tiles for you know, mixing everything oh, up as well, just for setup. Uh, but, and, and it's a busy board, but once you get going, would you say almost you might need like a, an insert maybe like from 3d bit space? Does he have an insert for Bora Bora? Sure. No, he can make one. Oh he's, yeah. He can talented. make one. Yeah. 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 I like it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Brockman, a little free plug. Eat your hat out. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my number 75 Bora Bora. My number 74 is a multi-use card game. And since we're talking about Feld, let's do more Feld. It's Bruges. I really like Bruges. It's a good, good game. And uh, I know that there's some luck of the draw. I know that this new reprint will maybe have certain decks so you know you get more chance to get different colored cards and that sort of thing. I still just really like Bruges, especially with the expansion. City on the Zwin, I think it is, where you can get the scrolls and chain together actions a little bit more. But gosh, I love Bruges. I played recently with Kenneth on uh, Yakata mm-hmm. online, and I was I was really enjoying it until the 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 end where I could not get a purple card and I needed yeah. a purple card. Yeah, you said it, some randomness. It's it killed too me. Much. Yeah, and I was like, I'm gonna get a purple card, and I would draw, draw, and then of course my last draw, the card under it is purple. Ooh, <laughs> so I can't Oof. get it. I, I I hear what you're saying. I totally get it. I just. Uh, the the multi-use cards are just too much of a sweet spot for me. Did they change anything in the reprint? In the reprint, they are the new one that Queen Games is putting out. Mm -hmm. Supposedly, you're going to be able to get at decks and at cards a little bit easier. Okay. so I would be interested in that. Yeah, when it's not $10 billion on Kickstarter, it might be interesting. Yes, I agree. All right, so that is 74 Bruges. All right, my number 74... This is one uh, Richie and I have played a lot together. We we will get... We'll play this kind of... uh, before, like if we're the early ones and if we're waiting on a few people and we got like 20 minutes or so, and it's a great press your luck game of uh, then kind of a engine building tableau, and that's Port Royale. I love this game. It's so simple. It's so easy. You're just flipping over some cards and you're deciding whether you're just going to take some money, which are just basically cards, or if you're going to buy one of the people up there. And um, But if you press your luck too much and too... The same uh, nationality of ship comes out, you bust, and then you get nothing. And it's just a fun little back and forth type of game. You can play it more than two, but I played it a lot at two. Um, where, and then a point, there's going to be a point all of a sudden where somebody's hit the magic number. And so then, hey, what the heck? You're just going for it. You're not even worried about busting. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, can I hit all the ships? And you can fight off ships. Great game. If you've not played this one, it is definitely worth a play. And it's nice because you are involved in everyone's turn, which is nice. So yep. it keeps everyone engaged at the table. Fister yeah. does a great job with multi-use cards. This yep. is one of his mm-hmm. crowning achievements. Absolutely. So that is number 74, Port Royale. 
My number 74, you can get it real cheap. I've, I've seen it for like $10 at Miniature Market, and that is The Downfall of Pompeii, uh, a game where you are playing out. There's two halves to the game. The first half of the game, you have these cards where you're playing out your citizens into the different buildings of Pompeii, and then eventually in the, the card or in the, the deck, Mount uh, Vesuvius will erupt, and then you start the second half of the game where you are trying to get as many of your people out of the uh, city while also trying to trap other players, people in the city and, and then throw them into the volcano. I love this pick. I, I've not ever played this game, but I love this pick for Richie. It is a true Richie game, just a game where um, where it, the point is to get the most points while burning other people alive. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Why have you never showed me this? This sounds awesome. No, I don't know why we've never He talks it. about I, it all the I time. I talked about it before. Uh, it's one, you can play it on Yukata. It, they have a really good implementation there for it, but the the actual you know physical copy you get a little funnel volcano you could put a little tea light in there for throwing people <laughs> put in a there tea light pause, in there. pause one moment I need can to go you put again. Mentos can you put Mentos and Coca Cola in there? yeah sure you can do a little science experiment while you're at it <laughs> but it's a fun it's a family weight game for sure but sure uh, you can you know you can play that with Missy and the, what, what's the boys it, what is it called the downfall of Pompeii your number. 74. My 73 is speaking of Mr. Fister. Oh, the time has come. It's Maracaibo. Uh, I really still like Maracaibo. I like how uh, you have this race around the board. You want to hit certain spots and you're always trying to manage that with how quickly you get around uh, and, and make sure that your opponents do not get what they want. Uh, in addition, I really like, in true Fister fashion, how you build out your own board to be uh, your own. In other words, to have your own engine with your own power, so you are doing your own things on your turn to make you feel powerful. It feels really good in this game. And this is probably one of the first games that Clef has played multiple solo games of, which, that's crazy. First and only, I'm going to yeah, guess. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, that's probably about right. But that is my number 73, Maracaibo by Mr. Fister. Great game. Uh, my number 73, everybody, pick up your shot glasses. My second coin game, Cheers. All Bridges <laughs> Burning. This is the three-player coin game, and it is... Sometimes I'm still not 100% quite sure history-wise. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's like 1916, 1917, and it's Finland. Mm -hmm. And it's basically the kind of the Germans and the Russians kind of trying to overtake the country. And then the so one player is kind of playing the moderates. Uh, one player is kind of playing the, the senators. And then you kind of have the news media as the third uh, factions, which is really interesting. In fact... I just I've played both the the uh, the the senators and the and the reds, uh, which is uh, the, the moderates or whatever. But I've never played the news part of it until just a couple of weeks ago, and I got to play it, and it, it was interesting because it's it was really hard to figure out what I had to do with them. It's just a really fascinating coin game. Once again, I've talked obviously tons about coin games, but this is just uh, an absolutely great one. Uh, yeah. So. I'm now starting to think every coin game except for Pendragon is on his list because I honestly thought he this was one of his least favorite. Right, I de oh. I definitely know Brent oh. who loves coin games and brought them to Clef, 
it's one of his least favorites. So no, no, we played it the three of us together. We love it. It is great. Um, I not all of them are on there. I will tell you that there are some mainly because I just haven't played them enough. So So, okay, so here's the deal. I was going to sell my copy, but you don't think I should. You think I should keep it, huh? I think it's so good. Well, I mean, you're going to play it over here. You can you can sell your copy. All right. (laughs) Well, is is Rihanna going to play it with you? Uh, <laughs> Rihanna? Rihanna, whatever. <laughs> uh, she might. She is up for a lot. Of, I mean, she bought my PAX Viking. She's up for, for war games. So well, you go sell it to her. Yeah. yeah there, oh, All right. Yeah. Then I can solve the problem. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yep. All, right. All right. Cool. Uh, so that was my number 73, All Bridges Burning. My number 73 is a little card game uh, that is called Traders of Osaka. And in this game, it's got a funky market system, but the whole goal of the game is you're trying to get these goods out of the market and then get them to, I think you're leaving Osaka. I don't know where you end up, but you're trying to get them and deliver them to the the final city on the board. Uh, It's got this really cool kind of bidding system with the market, and then it really does have a funky scoring system. And that's the only reason that I would say that this is not like a family weight game is that the actual scoring of your, your different goods when you finally deliver them is a little convoluted but it plays well at all player counts i think i've played this one with clef before i don't think i've played with chad yet uh but uh it's one i I can't remember what the old game was but it uh z-man did a fantastic reprint with traders of osaka and that is my number 73 my 72 spoiler alert i like this better than twilight struggle some may be really upset with me for this but it's 1960 making of a president I really dig this game. Uh, I first played it with Clef. He wasn't so fond of it. Old Clef. Oh, that was okay, old sorry. Clef. Yeah. It's on <laughs> okay. the shelf now. now. Yeah, now new Clef likes it. Uh, he didn't like that we had the same deck of cards. But honestly, when you get used to it, using people's cards when you get them in the right way is the name of the game with both this and Twilight Struggle. It is a great game. I I guess maybe I like the theme better. I like how you draw stuff out of the bag at the end. Uh, I, I I don't know. That is is really the reason. Um, I like what the cards do in this game a little bit more. Yeah. It's, uh, this is definitely a Chad was right and Clef was wrong. <laughs> this game is fantastic. I mean, there's just so much going on and trying to swing the states. And sometimes you're like, do you want to go after a really huge uh, number of votes like New York or Pennsylvania, or do you want to try to concentrate on a whole bunch of little ones? You know, it's, it's so good. You get to do the media, which is a big mm-hmm. influence. Yeah. Oh, so much. The only, the, that midway point through the game, when you do the funky little thing with the, with the side thing is still a right. little bit clunky. I yeah. think it's no. a little bit clunky. I wish that was a little bit more refined, but it doesn't matter because the rest of the game is so good. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what makes this uh, my number 72, 1960 making of a president. Nice. Uh, by the way, order placed for uh, the uh, <laughs> You the just fall buy of, of, anything. Of, <laughs> it sounded good and it you is liked good game, it. Yeah. So, I mean, I trust you. All right, all right. I mean, isn't that what the punch punch is sitting home and doing when they hear us talk about it? I mean, it honestly, you should all just it? trust Chad because... But pretty much, Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to us. Trust you. <laughs> I love this podcast. This is, uh, I wish we could play that over and over. <laughs> All right. My number 72 uh, is, is an older game, and it's it's by Richard Breeze, and it is Aladdin's Dragons. Now, a lot of people probably haven't heard of this game, and they're like, what the heck are you talking about? But this is a very good 
auction type of style of game where you start off, you've got certain number of these tiles that have, you know, numbers on them, like from like two through nine or something like that. And you are going to be placing these in different areas of this city. You've got the, the, the caves or whatever underneath the city that have the dragons guarding the treasure and you're going in there. And then you've got different things up in the, in the city. And then eventually you have a palace where you're trying to get in and get these keys. And the way you win the game is you get these most, uh, excuse me, not keys, but artifacts. And you're trying to get these artifacts and whoever ends up with the most artifacts at the end of the game is who wins. And it's just very interesting because you'll start putting these down and it's all of a sudden like, Oh, I got to get that. Somebody puts one down. Oh, do I want to put another number that's higher, but I could be bluffing. I could have just thrown my one there or whatever, you know, and thought, ah, I'm just going to make them waste another disc there. And really I'm after this really cool game. It's I, I've played it long time. This was like a long time ago with my friend, John Davis, and I've just loved it ever since. And I finally got my own copy of it and I've still played it a few times since I've gotten my copy. Uh, one that I feel like I'm going to hire for all, forever. So it's a really good game that I like. I, have I, either one of you played this yet? No, I felt no, like that yet. was a sentimental pick for you, no, but I, I'll game. definitely try it. It's a good, good game. So yeah. So number 72, Aladdin's Dragons. Uh, my number 72 is a great couples game, and they actually just released a Valentine version of this. It's from uh, Rosenberg, and that's Patchwork. Mm. Uh, just a, a great two-player game. It's one that actually just... I uh, just taught Knox the Halloween version and bringing that out, Jessica saw, and then we, we busted out the regular version. I've been playing it a lot here recently. But like I said, it's a great couples game. Uh, if you play a lot of two-player games, this is definitely one that you would want to have in your collection. Uh, that's Patchwork, my number 72. Well, my number 71 is Gandhi, the decolonization of British India from 1917 to 1947. Uh, this is... Uh, spoiler alert, this is my favorite coin game. Uh, this is what got me into coin games, honestly, because I was interested in the subject matter. It came out that this was the uh, first coin game to have nonviolent factions. And that was fascinating to me. I really wanted to get into it. I wasn't into war games at all, really, very much. And so I, I, I kind of got this game and tried to figure it out. And I love it. I love how the nonviolent factions can sit on the supply lines, block the supply lines. Like we're gonna we're to camp out on the railroad. Now you can't get your resources. Now you can't uh, get your economy going. And then I, I also love like really, Clef, are you you're gonna put Gandhi in jail? Really? Wow. Heck yeah, I am. <laughs> so uh, it, it is. It is a. It's a really interesting time period for me. Uh, I am very fascinated with the subject matter, and I like the way it plays. Also, the other thing that I love about this is this was the first game to uh, revamp the solo uh, on these coin games, and then they've since gone back and, and rejiggered it for other uh, earlier coin games, and I like what they've done with it. It makes it much easier, not such a flowchart system. That is my number 71, Gandhi. Uh, all right, my number 71. Uh, Chad talked about it earlier at the Gates of Loyang. We have already talked about it. Great game. Number 71 at the Gates of Loyang. Uh, my number 71, I think it's on the way out. I don't know how much longer it's going to be on the list. This was up Ooh. high for a long time, and that is Viticulture with Tuscany or whatever. I don't know what version they have sure. out now. Yeah. But I like the new board and most of the modules that came in the, the Tuscany uh, expansion. But, yeah, it, it's been falling quite a bit, and this is definitely the lowest that it's been on my list for a long time. 
and uh, yeah, it, it is. It's still a good worker placement game. I love the the different decks that you uh, have uh, out there, and with the different expansions, it, it fixes the issues as far as the timing of those coming out. Uh, but a great wine worker placement game. Uh, that's Viticulture for my number seventy one. All right. I don't know. You guys can call foul or not. Uh, this next one, my number seventy, is still in prototype technically. I've only played it online, but if Richie can put a game on the end of his year list that he hasn't played except online, I feel like I can do the same thing. It wasn't in a my prototype. top one hundred. It uh, was a published game. Okay, all right. Well, uh, then you so can I you can have think, at me. And honestly, this might be worse than what Cleft did. Really? This game's not even out. Uh, it's out for it's out electronically. Which, uh, Chad, is this yeah. the final version? I'm gonna allow it. Two <laughs> <laughs> things. All right. Well, because Clef allows it, I'm gonna put on 1888 North China, which is uh, from Lonnie Orgler. Uh, mm. It is. I really need to block this because I, I went under. I need the Never under. Mind. I thought I thought you were gonna do. Uh, I thought it was going to be the uh, women vote one is what I thought. Oh, yeah, that, that hit my list, but it's not in the hundreds. That is a great game, though, by the way. Votes for women. Uh, but I'm I'm putting it on. You can you can ridicule me all you want, uh, but I've had a bunch of plays it, of it and it plays really smooth. It is an, it is more of a uh, operational game because it is a Lonnie Orgler game than than it is like a stock game. But it's. It's such a good game. And uh, like I said, it plays really smooth. It, it's easy to understand what the miners do, and I can zip through a game. I, I really enjoyed this one. I was surprised because I don't always like Orgler X's. Well, if my under bet misses, then I'm not going to allow this. What if they throw like a Cthulhu theme on there? <laughs> it's still in prototype. You never know. You might hate this game. That's true. You're right. You're right. Well, until this hits Cthulhu, that's my number 70, 1888. All right, my number 70 is the first of one of the of a series of games that will be on my list. And honestly, this one is the furthest down just because I have not I've only gotten about 3 plays of it and I'm not sure that I still 100% understand everything about the game. I still need a lot more plays of this game, but I love it and that is Pax Poforiana. Um, it is a very interesting version of PAX, uh, still has the same basic mechanism where you're trying to get a certain thing that will, uh, you know, a certain situation that will make that trigger for you to win the game. And then you've got to have more of whatever that is. So it's a just, you know, card, you're purchasing cards and building a tableau and then trying to hit that thing. It's, it's got a lot of interesting things in it where you, can be building mines and different things to economy and really looking forward to getting more plays of this uh, particular PAX game. So do you own this one? I do not. I, I, do. I have it and I really want to play it. Yeah. So do I. And I, it's one that I've tried to play online. I learned the rules and then I start a game and then of course someone takes forever to take their turn. And by the time it gets back to me, I'm, the rules are gone. Yeah. So it's why I need to play in person to lock that down. hundred percent. Yeah. We should get, to, we should get a game going here soon then. So, uh, so that was number 70 Pax Poforiana. Uh, my number 70 is a Alan uh, moon game and that's airlines Europe. Ah. Uh, and this is a good one, a good next step for like ticket to ride, uh, that, you know, weight of game. This is the next, you know, next jump, uh, plays pretty smoothly. It's a really kind of like a stock manipulation game and, uh, you have you're buying the different routes out on the board. 
but it is one that, and I think it used to be called Union Pacific. It was the old one, but I think you can still buy Airlines Europe. I think it came back in print here not too long ago. Uh, definitely one that doesn't get talked about much of his games. Obviously, Ticket to Ride kind of dominates his world, but this is one that I would definitely check out uh, if you are into his different games. He has actually, all the games that I've played of his, I've enjoyed. Like the other one that you had, it was a Capital. Oh, uh, Capital, Capital, yeah. yeah. It's a solid I've, game. Yeah. I He's a wish, smart designer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of wish Ticket to Ride didn't do as well <laughs> so they could <laughs> design other things. But, sure. Uh, yeah, Airlines Europe for my number 70. My 69, because I'm a better friend to Brian Courtney, is Pipeline. I really, really enjoy oh, this wow. game. <laughs> and uh, no, I, I, I really do enjoy this game. Uh, I like the economy of the game, how tight it is. And actually, if you were good at it, like none of us, I think, are really great at it. But if you were, you could scale it to play with people that are new because you could give yourself, and I think this might be in the expansion, but you could give yourself longer pipelines uh, to have to achieve for the prices of the oil if you wanted to, which is an interesting way to scale things. And this is how I think Ryan played sometimes uh, with people. But uh, nonetheless, it's a very interesting game, uh, very tight economy as we like it. Um, and I just love watching Richie take those loan cubes. So <laughs> Pipeline is my 69. Yeah, very nice. Uh, my number 69 is a an auction game, 100% through and through, no matter what I said in episode two or three or whatever <laughs> old Clef was thinking, and that is Keyflower. <laughs> yes, it great is. Great game, great economy of having the different colored meeples, and when you bid a meeple on a certain tile, that is now the only color that can be bid on that tile. So you can literally, if you can figure out, oh, I know my opponent is really low on red, you bid red, and then they don't have a comeback, and you can get some tiles cheap. Um, you can, but sometimes you might be battling for tiles. You can also get green ones that are kind of like off color that then are really hard to outbid. Uh, just a fantastic game. I like this probably at two or three, just because you have to look at the other players boards. Cause you can play on those. If you start getting up into the four or five range, forget about it. I'm just not going to pay attention to anybody's board. and It's going to kind of lose the, the luster, but as a two or three player game, this game is Fantastic. Number 69, Keyflower. Uh, my number 69, I also like at two or three. I think it's uh, fantastic at that player count, and that's San Juan. And mm. I have this, the second edition now. I it used to have the old, the original version. The second edition, the only thing they do is they throw in the expansions that were sold separately before. Uh, so that's the version that's out now. Definitely uh, a, a good deal, because I know before finding those expansions were a nightmare. Uh, but if you'd like Race for the Galaxy, any of those games in that line, uh, then you're going to like San Juan as well. Uh, this is one that I I was introduced to this before Race for the Galaxy, and I just played this a lot. Uh, J- me and Jessica played this a ton. So it's just one of those games that is uh, sentimental to me, and uh, I'd still bust out every once in a while. So that's my number 69, San Juan. Love the classical guitar on the app, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My 68, a lot of it has been said already. I'm just going to say Trajan. It's all about the Mancala. My number 68, Trajan. Nice. nice. All right. My number 68 is a two-player only game that is a uh, newer game from the original uh, seven-player game, and that's Seven Wonders Duel. Uh well, I, I won the uh, board game court with this game. I don't think there's anything more to say. <laughs> so that is a number 68, Seven Wonders Duel. 
Uh, my number 68 has taken a big drop. I think this might have been in my top 10 last year. Whoa. And that is Twa. Wow. And it's mainly because I, I don't have anyone to play Twa with. Yes, <laughs> so yes you don't. I think I got to track down Bryce. <laughs> I think Bryce likes Twa. Yeah, Bryce he? does. Yeah. He doesn't want to play with the, the ladies of Twa. But uh, but I agree. I don't I don't need to play with the expansion often or, or ever, really. I just like that purple dye in there. Uh, but... This might also join Viddy Culture on the way out. I think it's I think it's leaving the top 100 for me, but definitely worth checking out. It is online if you want to play it on Board Game Arena. If you want to try it out, there are some interesting mechanisms in there. And that's Twa, my number 68. My 67 is dedicated to a real special guy sitting right across from me. That's Richie. It's Concordia. Uh, I like this game. I do like this game, even though I what? call it broccoli. <laughs> no, I do like this game. What? I do like this game. I just never think to pull it off. I really enjoy this game when I, I play he, it. He does always say that. Is yeah. That, he doesn't want to play it. It's the same thing. Nobody comes suggests out, he's, pipeline he's to you, it. but when it when it comes out and hits the table, I really enjoy it. So, uh, you know, it's that card selection mechanism that is real slick. You can teach it to so many people. It's it's almost gateway plus. It's it's a great game. Uh, I just never think to pull it off myself. And now that there's like uh, that there's salsa, that there's Venus. I mean, it feels like there's so many with the maps. There's so many different ways to play this game that if you just get it to hit the table, you can find a way that you like to play it best. Mm-hmm. So maybe one of these days I got to play the team game. Maybe that will. There you the, go. I love the team game. That is 67 Concordia from Mac Gertz. Uh, my number 67. Uh, Richie and I got to play last night with uh, Joe Farrell and Jake Clark. Oh, nice. And, uh, I started off really well, but ooh, boy, I got cut off uh, because Richie was mean. <laughs> and that's okay, because that's how that game plays, and that is Barrage. No water for you. No water for me. I made some bad errors you in that game. a lot of bad mistakes. And in that game, if you make a bad mistake, we'll forget about it. You're in bad shape. But it was a, still, it was a great game. It was role-played. Uh, Richie ended up squeaking it out by a point. One was, point, yeah. Real, Came real down good. to my resources. Yeah. Actually, Clef um, won me the game. Yeah. There was something I was going to mm-hmm. do, and Joe yep. was like, "Oh, you should block Clef." Oh, you were gonna, you were gonna. Well, first thing you were gonna go buy two contracts, and I said, "Yeah, whoa, that's a little ambitious at this point." <laughs> <laughs> so he talked you out of it. He talked me out of it, and it made you win the game. It did make me win the game. I had yeah. one worker left that I was able to squeak out wow. my final point. Some so. point. So yeah, wow. but, but it is uh, and. When we say it's mean, it's not like devastating mean where you're destroying other people's stuff. You can just start to cut them off from water, and you got to be careful. You're not destroying so, it, but you're making it worthless. Uh, not necessarily <laughs> worthless. I mean, you get you know. I mean, there can still be spillover. It's not. Mean, I mean, uh, it and it's mean. mean. <laughs> it is mean. All right, but it is a great Euro game, and one of uh, you know definitely one of Luciani's greats. Uh, that is number. 67 barrage yeah my number 67 it's one that um, after you know we've had this awakening that chad has provided us on that we like chad a lot of provided an awakening. interaction a lot of deep, interaction in our games deep uh-huh. down. Uh, i'm surprised that i still like this i have played it recently and that's newton and i just still like the, building my own puzzle in this i'm still a good game yeah and especially with the expansion and now they've done a a a second edition where they just include that expansion in there, oh, do they? Okay. which is nice. Multiplayer solitaire. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it is a, a, a fun puzzle to figure out on your own. Sure. So that's my number 67 Newton. My 66 was a surprise, but 
it came out of the pub meeple thing. And the more I think about it, the more it does make sense. And that's Orleans. You, you are all pub meeple is doing is putting up choices. It's all you. It came from you, Chad. <laughs> it came from me. <laughs> no, <laughs> it came from deep inside. Deep inside. It was an awakening. When you talk about uh, so, pub meeple, you're acting like it's, it's making your your life hell. You're the one who put 600 games. In. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the deal. It makes sense that it's this high on my list because it is what I want it to be, which means. If I want to play it multiplayer solitaire, there's a mode for that. If I want to play it solo, there's a really good mode for that. If I want to play it cooperative, that's a pretty good cooperative game as far as cooperative games go. And if I want to play it cutthroat, which I usually don't, but there is an expansion that makes it real mean. So it, it plays a whole bunch of different ways. And it's kind of got that deck builder, bag builder sort of thing going on. It's still a good game. Uh, I don't play it nearly enough, but... Uh, there you have it. That's uh, Orléans from 66. My number 66, I mean, there's one game out there in the, in the world that has, well, one-third of Punchboard Paradise's names on it, Mr. Chad <laughs> Jacobson, and that's The Estates. Oh, <laughs> so low! So uh, low. <laughs> you know, I haven't gotten to play it very much here lately. Yeah. I don't know why. It kind of... We are sort of mean, playing 60, it hot and heavy. Sixty-six yeah. favorite game, I think. It is. I mean, it's, that's pretty high. Out of I can't even begin to tell you how many games sure. you know, I've played or whatever. So uh, it's still yes, I still love this game. I love the uh, you know you start off okay, we're doing this, and at some point like Chad, Chad, we got to do this together, and then all of a sudden two rounds later, it's like Richie, we got to screw Chad. You know, it's it's that great feeling of moving of how you have alliances switch and shift during the game, and it's just a fascinating, great game. Everything's like right out in the open. There's no luck. There's nothing with it. It's just here's what's going on, and I just love it, you know. And uh, so can't go wrong. And it's, as Chad Jacobson says, it's a great game. <laughs> was that your quote? No, know. it wasn't my quote. It was like something like you. Sh everyone should have this in their collection. Everyone okay. should have this in your collection. <laughs> number sixty-six, the estates. All right, my number sixty-six. It's the heaviest Lacerda that I like, and that is on Mars. And uh, I just love that mechanism of the the shuttle going back and forth and the different sides for the worker placement. And there's, I mean, there are times where it's like I, I need to get, and you just feel like <laughs> you are really like trying to rush to get to that shuttle and then it takes off on you. Uh, but it is, Way. yeah, great mechanism, great game. Uh, that is on Mars, my number 66. Nice choice. Well, this com comes as close as I can get so far to a, uh, a crossover, and that is real close, which is my number 65 is Newton. I really like nice. Newton, too, for the same reasons. Uh, it's that card mechanism where you're trying to stack up and make the action more valuable, but then you also have to use it, get rid of it at some point, or, you know, those kinds of things. I uh, it, It's feel good, and, mm -hmm. and that's what makes Newton my 65. My 65, I, I don't think either one of you have played this. But I absolutely love this game. It is a queen game. One of the, might be the only queen game possibly on my list. It is best at five players, and that is Lancaster. No, no, you keep talking this one up, and I, I need to try it. It is very, and it's, talk about player interaction, and, and, you know, well, I don't want to say mean, but, I mean, when you're playing, you will place out your different knights, and they all have different levels, like one, two, three, or four. And when you go to take an action, you'll like say you put out your level two knight and then somebody else can come and then 
place a higher level knight and basically bump yours out. Then it comes back to you, you know, so you can try to place it again, but they can bump yours off. And then you also have these squires. So like, let's say somebody had a level three out there and I only had a level two knight. I could go out there with two squires to make it a level four at that moment. And, but then, you know, I've lose those squires. So then it's like I bump somebody off, but now I've, I don't have that resource and somebody could come bump me off still. And then I just lost those. Very good. You have this voting thing where you're trying to get these different laws in, but which are basically just how you score points. Uh, you can also go off to war and do different things there. Really cool game. Like I said, four, f- five should be how you play it, but four is the minimum I would ever say to play this game with. But uh, yeah, that's my number 65. Yeah. Lancaster. One of Matthias Cromer's greats. Mm, there you go. My number 65, Chad already talked about. Uh, it is the the first time I got to backstab Clef, and that's Tammany Hall. Mm. Great game, great area control game. Uh, that's my number sixty five, Tammany Hall. I like playing this with Richie. It makes me sweat, but I like playing it with Richie. All right, my number sixty four. We talked about it as well. Uh, it is uh, not a cool theme, but it is a great game to me. Hash Brown Conflict. I mean, Hash Brown Connect. <laughs> uh, it is so good. Ooh, I like the theme nice. of a hash brown. Conflict. <laughs> hash brown conflict. I'm just seeing like a little hash brown with a general's hat. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, we'll work on that. Okay. But in the meantime, that's 64 Hushful Connect. All right. My number 64 is uh, once again from a uh, board game publisher that doesn't publish games anymore. Uh, what's your game? And that is Zango or Zangu. Zanguao. Zanguao. All right. Sorry, Jamie. I mean, those are uh, all wrong, but I think that that last one yeah, was the closest. the closest. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll go with he it. Will, I, um, I apologize. Uh, very cool um, multi-use type of cards where you can either put them into your tableau um, to increase different actions, or you can go up to take main actions with them. And then if they're higher than a certain uh, number, you get a, you get to trigger all those or lower, depending on which actions you're trying to trigger. And then otherwise you're building like part of the great wall of China. You're putting out government ships. Um, you're putting out uh, palaces and just different things. And it's all then just about scoring victory points, but it's a very cool Euro game. Um, you know, maybe not a ton of player interaction in it, but just, you know, a good solid, solid Euro game. Uh, it was number 64. Zen. Wow. Wow. Richie, you're up next. <laughs> my number 64 <laughs> is a game that I've been playing recently here with my brother-in-law. And I said I wasn't going to buy this version, but I ended up having to. And that's Rococo. And I ended up buying the deluxe version. Yes, you, you did. You I guys did. gave me a crap for it, and then you bought the it's deluxe. It's still ridiculous. It's $150 for I didn't what pay. used to be a $30 Yeah, game. I didn't pay near that much. But you didn't have the expansion either. I did have the expansion. Well, it wasn't $30 with the expansion. No, it was $20. I bought that expansion from Board Game Bliss, which I must play money, oh, Canadian money. Okay. And I got it for like <laughs> 20 bucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> to our Canadian fans. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, but yes, the the reprint, it's a little much. Just a even, <laughs> even, you know, the, the table presence is a little much, mm-hmm. but the game itself is still 
fantastic. It is a good Absolute game. And, great and game. I, I mean, I spent the money, so it's worth it. Yeah. Uh, Rococo for my number 64. Well, we talked about this guy being really great at multi-use cards. Uh, and this is no exception for one of his designs. This is Oh My Goods by Alexander Pfister. I still really wow. enjoy. And I know it's high, but uh, it's a game that I like to play with my wife. It's a school night game. It's a good little game. Um, we even played through this was this was the start, unfortunately, of his fever with uh, narration and yeah. campaigns and games. Yeah. Uh, I, I even started to play through that with my wife. But uh, yeah, we just like the game. Uh, that's when I lost it. When I started playing through that mm. campaign, yes. I was like, oh, man, it's... it was better just as a regular old just five minute card mm. game. Yeah. Uh, and then that board game version was just New Dale. Just didn't do anything. Yeah. For me. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I'm hoping Boone Lake is. Better. Did you buy that? I did. Good. I did. But that's my 63. Oh, my goods, which is a horrible name. All right. <laughs> uh, my 63, you know, Pub Meeple made me put it on this list. I didn't have anything to do with it. It was all Pub <laughs> Was Meeple. it a grouping? Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, this is a 2021 game, uh, one of two that are on my list. And really, as I started thinking about it, I was like, this is a damn good game. And I like the tightness. I like the toughness. I think there's some really good player interaction in this of building your track and then trying to deliver the goods. I just think that this is a game that I look forward to still exploring. And so it just kind of made its way up the list. Maybe it's a little high for what it is, you know, because it's a recent game that I played here. But that is Imperial Steam. Wow. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. But I just really liked this one. And I think I really like watching people be frustrated while playing it too. I think that's a joy for some reason in this game. <laughs> like well, I'm not Chad, playing it with Chad, you Chad anymore. Chad just All threw three workers. of them and just threw them on the pass thing. <laughs> and then I go, you talk oh, you're going to go have to go back on your thing because of that. And he's like, what? <laughs> yep, you're taking the same action. It's just, I, I like it. I like that interaction in the game. And it's hard. I mm. like hard games. So, uh, you know, this one may... You know, it may settle further down on my list in years to come. But right now, I'm going to throw it up there. Number 63, Imperial Steam. My number 63, another Cromer Kiesling game, and that's Nauticus. I don't believe it ever got an English print. I think this was just German. I did not like this game. I did never play it. Um, and in this game, you it's you got like a rondelle of actions, but you're selecting an action that everyone else is going to have to take at the table. Uh, but you also will get a bonus for that. Uh, but you're you're trying to take the actions when they're efficient for you and inefficient for your opponents, and then you're building these boats for points uh, and going through that. It, I would say it's probably best probably best at three players. Uh, if you ever want to try it out, it's on Yakata, I believe. Uh, but you can, you might be able to track down a German copy on BGG mm. or something like that. So I think I was thinking of something different because that doesn't sound familiar to me. I don't think I've played that one. Oh yeah, I don't know if I've ever played this one with you. Okay, okay. Not, I was thinking of something different. Never mind. So that's my number sixty-three, Nauticus. My sixty-two, I probably am going to get a lot of guff for, but uh, and it might change when I actually get the Kickstarter reprint of it. But that is Macau from Stefan Feld. Uh, he has a re-implementation of it through Queen Games, and that is the one 
uh, queen game reprint of Feld that I spent my money on. I am really interested in in playing this game again. I don't own it because it is tough to acquire, but I really like the Windrose mechanism and building up your your dice pool for a big turn when that hits. I know that uh, people have complained that there is luck to the game, but I think there is some mitigation at least, and I I really enjoy it. So that is Macau, my number sixty two. That's one that he's he's wrong on. Yes, that is, and he will remain yeah. wrong on and that yeah. one. So that is not a good game. You know, what? Right. I'm not as impressed anymore with you as a person, <laughs> yeah. Chad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I was driving one, the glowing reviews <laughs> are over. <laughs> oh, uh, never mind. <laughs> you bring out Macau. I'm throwing it's it all over. out. God. I was thinking so highly of you last <laughs> night after we played those two games back to back. Okay, my number sixty-two is. Brussels 1893. Um, I love the you're taking these actions and they're in these in this these rows or these columns of of different actions. And when you take the action, you have to put a certain amount of money on it. And at the end of the round, whoever has the most money in that row gets to take these bonus actions. And that's the best part of the game. The actions themselves are sometimes kind of, you know, whatever, you know, get some cubes or build a building or move some art around type of thing there. That may not be the most exciting thing, but the mechanism of the auctions is the best part of that game. And uh, it's definitely dropped for me. This used to be probably easily in the top 20 uh, in, for me. And it's dropped down here, you know, to, to 62, but still a very, very solid game still in my collection. Uh, still would be one I'd play another one that I feel like will play just fine at four or five players because you get that many more people playing in those auctions and everything. So, uh, yeah, I really enjoy this one. Uh, that was, uh, Brussels 1893. My number 62 Clefford already talked about. Uh, we always love discussing the Chad death spiral of Vinos. <laughs> uh, and I, I do have the deluxe version now, but, uh, either version that you can track down is good. Uh, so that's my number 62, Vinos. My 61, it would be higher, I think, if I got more plays of it. Uh, for some people at this table, it will probably be a travesty that it's this low, but it is Madeira. Uh, I really have enjoyed my plays of it. It is a long-term strategic planning game, and if you fail to do well with that, you will be up the creek. Seriously. Uh, but it is a very good game. I enjoy it a lot. It's not my highest what's your game game, but I, I really do enjoy it. And it'll if, if I get more plays of it soon, it'll go up in my well, list. And boy, if you get hit with a monsoon while playing it, it is going to be just <laughs> even that more tough. <laughs> that is really hard. Did you get to try out the, just the one expansion? I didn't try out. I know you guys sort of implemented yeah. it, and I didn't yeah. get to do that. I I'm think sure it's going to for you I, once I backed you, it. I mean, so that it, but in if we ever 2042, when it comes in, <laughs> uh, I will. Maybe we could contact Paul Grogan and see if, like, if he has that People still. People did. That, yeah. People, oh, if he has that copy, that I was saying because he's he's personal friends with what's oh. your game people, but people have like contacted him during Q and A's and asked him about he's it. He, like, he just stop. says he can't talk about it. Yeah. He and says then, he can't talk about it because no, they're I mean they're close friends. They're like he's actual friends with. Them. Oh, okay. And then uh, I think so, like someone in the comments of the Kickstarter like w was in 
their area and went to their building and like rang oh the doorbell. <laughs> so, that I, mean, is I, I wouldn't go that far. Wow. It's not worth it. Yeah, no for kidding. That, but, but I was uh, just saying we could contact Paul Grogan and say, hey, you, do, yeah, you give still us have that, that stuff? crappy uh you know prototype or whatever i'd take that <laughs> yeah 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 sure. i would get something all right good uh, that's madeira number 61 my number 61 is all about making the wood or i guess maybe transporting the wood and that's lignum mm. um another uh you know similar to a heaven and ale where you're starting off on a track and you can go as far ahead as you want to to get whatever action but you can't go any further back so do you jump up and take that one action that you know you need, or will somebody sneak in there and get it before you, uh, you know, but yet you don't want to leave these other things behind because you may need them. And then at the end of the round, you're going to be transporting wood down to your factory and you're either going to be getting firewood for the winter or you're going to be getting, uh, you know, you got some soft wood, you got some hardwood, you need all these for the different contracts that you have to do. And this game right here, if you want to talk about a game that you need to do some long-term planning, this is it. Because you will literally buy these cards that are for planning, and you can choose to do them like one season, two season, three, four seasons down the road. And you need to prepare for that round to really monopolize those cards. Uh, just an absolute great game interesting that you chose this one uh so close to imperial steam both yeah. of them are alexander hugh emmer's games well i didn't pub meeple chose it not oh me. right okay yeah, sure. yeah, so. <laughs> yeah so that was a uh, number 61 lignum uh my number 61 is a crossover with chad i'm sure it's going to be higher on clef's list since it was a, a former number one and that's marikaibo uh baby wow. you're laughing over there you don't it, yeah, it's, former it's, number higher, one. it's higher on my list. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so that's my number 61, Maracaibo. How much you want to bet, though, that the Julius Caesar playmat beats out Maracaibo? Oh, I, I, yeah, I've yeah. seen him use that as a blanket. Yeah, yeah, okay. so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just checking. <laughs> my 60 is, uh, you know, after Richie's heart, uh, a Cromer and Kiesling game, maybe, my, in my opinion, their best, Palaces of Carrara. And uh, this one's getting a reprint. Uh, mine is the German version, but it's language independent. So bully for me. I'm not going to get that Kickstarter. But it is great. What I love about this game is that you have control over what you score when you score for the most part. And uh, that is really a, a great thing in games. Uh, a lot of player agency. I love it in this game. I love um, trying to manipulate how much the bricks cost on the, on the sort of rondelle dial thing. Great, great game. Palaces of Carrara, my number 60. Good pick. I'm nice. hoping someone around us back the the new version, because I want to try the modules that I just couldn't justify paying that much for a game I already owned. Agreed. Okay. Uh, my number 60, Chad does not like this game, but Richie and I both love this game. And whether you play the first edition or the second edition, they are both great. And that is Ground Floor. Nice, nice. Great, great game. I love the... You have two different currencies in the technology and the money, and you've got to balance them. Because if you have way too much money, it doesn't matter because you need the tech to do stuff. And if you have way too much tech, you still need the money. Well-balanced, great game. Once again, needs to be at a higher player count. Mm -hmm. Not that I, I mean, I've played it at two. It's okay. But I like it better yeah, at like the four or five player count is, is really where it's Was your only play that one where Brent in my had defense to had to leave yes, during the game? In my yeah. defense, uh that game It uh, went long. That game was like that, yeah. seven hours and we <laughs> yeah. played with Brent. Uh and God bless him, but that's the way Brent games go sometimes. Yes. Uh and uh and so 
you two both had the game, and I was like, you know what? This game is worth a lot of money right now. I'm going to sell my copy. Yeah, that was yeah. a good call. No, but, I guess. Uh, so. But still, one of my absolute favorites. So that's number 60 is Ground Floor. Uh, my number 60, I mean, it's going to keep falling just because never going to get the expansion that was made for it. And that's Elysium, uh, just because mm. the Space is it Space Cowboy. Space Cowboy. Yeah. Yep. They have killed that, I believe. So, uh, but it's made uh, just like uh, the Madeira expansion. I, I, we just need to figure out how to get the files and just print our own copies of these types of things. Mm. But. Uh, it is a, a just a fun little card manipulation game. Uh, we're using the little columns to claim the different cards out there, but you have to be careful because you could get in a situation where you just get screwed and you're left with a column that you can't use. Uh, fantastic game, Elysium. I think that they didn't print the expansion because it just wasn't popular enough, but I think it would have been more popular had they had more factions within the the base game well time stories came out like right after that and True. then they basically just focused focused on, on time yeah, stories. that's a good point sure. well my number 59 is the voyages of marco polo uh it's a great dice placement game uh it, it's a great example as our earlier rough episodes attest uh, to an example of player powers, uh, crazy player powers. I still really like the game. I kind of lump it together with Marco Polo 2, but uh, that's my 59. Oh, so kind of a slash, like a Marco Polo 1 and Marco <laughs> Polo 2? Is that a uh, slash? That's, that's a little bit different than little all bit. word association or dice <laughs> placement games. How about? <laughs> but, but I'm fine with calling it just one. 59 <laughs> Voyages of Marco Polo. All right, my number 59 is... It's shot time. Number three <laughs> coin game on the list. Oh, okay. I was like, what? <laughs> Bring that apple cider moonshine. <laughs> uh, no, my third coin game on the list, and Ch Chad has already spoken about this one. It's the two-player version. It is Colonial Twilight, an excellent two-player implementation of a coin game. Definitely, if you don't have four players and you don't want to play bots or whatever, this is a great one to play. Uh, great storytelling everything about it so yep number 59 colonial twilight my number 59 is the bottle limp uh, a trick-taking game where uh, you're trying not to get stuck with uh, the the bottle at the end of the round and if you do then you have to score all your points negative that you've taken uh, and everyone else will get to score positive but it is a fantastic trick-taking game plays really well at three players uh, but you can play, I mean, all the other player counts work well as well. But if you got three sitting around, uh, the Bottle Imp is a good choice. And um, that's my number 59. My number 58 is Le Havre. It is a great Rosenberg game, a great example of an engine builder, long-term strategy and all that good stuff. And it's also a great example where... Every choice is a decent one. You just have better ones. And uh, that always feels good in a game. So uh, if you have not checked out this Rosenberg yet, you really owe it to yourself to check out Le Havre. My number's 58. Uh, my number 58, once again, I could be higher on my list, but I've only really gotten in three plays of it. But it is what I would consider the first real implementation of a two-player card driven game and that is twilight struggle what a great game it's so wonderful to have that oh my god i don't want to play this you know uh you know soviet union card because it's so good for my opponent oh what am i going to do you know how am i going to make it that just not as bad for me 
And they're sitting there with their American cards thinking the same thing. It's just a great back and forth. Um, the only knock on it is it's long. You're going to be in for a good three-plus-hour game, especially if you're still learning the game. It's going to be a long one. But uh, I do think there's a really good uh, online version of this. I think there's even might be an app that's out there that you can play on this uh, mm-hmm. if you're trying to learn it. Uh, certainly somebody who's more experienced would probably just destroy you because they know the cards really well. Uh, but if, for me, the, the few plays I've had, just it's such a great game. And uh, obviously was number one on uh, Board Game Arena for a reason. Or not, excuse me, Board Game uh, Geek for a reason. So uh, that's uh, my number 58, Twilight Struggle. My number 58 is a crossover with Chad, and that's uh, Orly On. This is one that last year, it was number 12. And I think even when we did our top 50s last year, I said it was going to be lower. I think this is kind of the area it's going to live in. Because uh, I still do enjoy it. It is a good bag-building game. Uh, it's just not, not hitting the same heights as it used to for me. But great game. My number 58, Orly On. My 57, look out, it's a Lesser deciding. It's Uh-oh. the Gallerist. Uh, this probably is the easiest game of his to teach, I think. And uh, that makes it worthwhile, which is saying something for a Vitell Lacerda game. But uh, nonetheless, easy. <laughs> yeah, uh, easiest. Uh, it is uh, a great game. It does feel like you're sort of promoting these artists and trying to get in at the bottom line and then having them give you a favor because you sort of discovered them and those kinds of things. It's 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 great uh, because he is uh, a thematic designer. It does have that feel to it. And uh, that's why I like The Gallerist at 57. Nice. Uh, my number 57 would not have been here two weeks ago because mm, wow. I only had two plays of it and it was still very foggy as a, of a game. But luckily, a couple of weeks ago, Joe Farrell called me up and said, hey, you want to come over and play PAX Renaissance? Mm. And I said, absolutely. And me, him, and Jake, we got three plays or two plays in that night. And then we got another play and another. We've, we've gotten like three or four plays in in the past week, to a couple of weeks. And it whew, skyrocketed. I mean, I love this game. Um, I'm right now I've got, uh, one of our great, uh, punch bunch, uh, Tom is, uh, he said, I'm out. I don't want the game. I said, I'll take it. And so, uh, <laughs> I'm going to pick that up at PPCon, and I'm really looking forward to it. It is, it's very, very cool on how you have the, once again, you have the different ways to win and it's a, it has more of a board in this one. So you have, as opposed to Pax Porforiana, which you don't really have any type of board, this one you can do different things to change the different religions. You can have these uh, different, uh, you know, like battles and stuff that you can have out there. One of the conditions is you try to have so many kings uh, than other players. There's and there's just so many different things, and then you have to trigger it by buying a certain card to trigger how it is. It is fantastic. I am, you know, guaranteed in a year's time when we redo these lists this one will have moved higher on my list for sure. And that nice. is uh, Pax Renaissance number 57. I'm excited to try that. That's one Joe, I think he said he played like 15 times in a row. Right. Yeah. Here yeah. recently. It so. is absolutely. Yeah. And you, that's the great thing about it is it does play really quick once you know how to yeah. play it. it. It moves quick. And my first play just came from Joe a few weeks ago. So yeah. nice. we, uh, we were, we were going to play that game of high frontier the other night and we're like, Hey, Let's play something quick and easy beforehand. We're like, let's play Pax Ren. <laughs> 45 minutes. So yeah, I was just nice. pumped yep. pump, nice. pump it right out. So, yeah. 
All right, my number 57, Stonemaier Games just announced that they're reprinting this, and that's Libertalia. I know. Uh, oh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I haven't looked at the pieces yet or see how they're changing things up. But uh, this one, it's almost, it's not a party game, but it's almost like a gamer's party game for the most part. Yeah. Because you're going to play it at a higher player count. It's a good game. It plays quickly. You have the three campaigns or the three rounds that you're going to play through, uh, and you're you're just playing those cards trying to take advantage of getting the best treasure out of out of each uh, hole each yeah. round so great strategy and what card you pick and everything yeah. so i mean i'm kind of glad to hear that they're reprinting this because mm-hmm. i'm actually this is a regret i think that i actually got that rid you of got this rid game of it because it was a good fun like oh i got a few people that maybe aren't great gamers but maybe you know it's a fairly easy concept you know yes. hey Try to play the best card, and you mm-hmm. get the best treasure. You know, you don't, you get the bad card. You know, or the bad tile or whatever. So yeah, yeah. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm glad to see that it's coming back. Have you, have you played Oriflame or Oriflam? No. no, I haven't. So I just, I just got this uh, on hold for me at the game shop. It just got an expansion too, but uh, different factions, and it plays like Libertalia, but uh, but quicker which is, is kind of what I wanted from Libertalia. So we'll have to try that and see what okay. you guys think yeah, of I'll it. I'll try because, it out. Uh, I'm getting that this week. So okay. I'll definitely try that out. But my number 57, Libertalia. My 56 is uh, a game that I still haven't played enough, which is why it's low, even though it's a favorite for uh, so many. And that is 1830 Railways and Robber Barons. This is a longer one. <laughs> That four? Yep. This is a longer one, and so you got no shot. No, no shot at all. <laughs> uh, and so it it uh, it doesn't get as many plays, and also it's been around. It's sort of like the granddaddy, and so uh, there are sort of scripted openings. This is what you want to do if you get this. This is where you want to go if you if you have this, that sort of thing. And I'm not privy to the to that at all, um, but I still really enjoy it because it is a uh, mean game. Uh, it is very stock based. It is not as operational, and that's what makes m- makes it my number fifty six, eighteen thirty railways and robber barons. All right, all right. My number fifty six is uh, the first of these type of games that is on my list, and these are what are referred to as block war games. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, we should have done an over under for block war game. We yeah, should have. We should have. All right. All right. Uh, this one is called Napoleon, the Waterloo Campaign, eighteen fifteen. Just in case you want the very specific date there too. With that, great. Thank you. Um, and uh, this is a very fascinating block war game where one player is going to play Napoleon and the French, and then the other player is going to be playing basically kind of the British and the Russians, and they are both having to try to stop Napoleon from basically kind of, you know, bum rushing in. And so where Napoleon will get like two actions every turn, you only get one action for both of the other two factions. So you really have to work well together with those two factions to be able to stop Napoleon from doing what he is because the the whole goal of the game is for Napoleon to stop to basically just kill one of the armies or uh, occupy like like Brussels or some of the big cities or whatever that are up there. And that's how he wins. And you're obviously, as the other two, basically just trying to hold him off long enough to starve him out, basically, and win the game. I have read the rules for this one. If, if I remember right, the terrain is really important in this game, isn't it? 
Um, it can be when you go. The other thing I love is the battle system in this, where you in in the most games of the block war games that I have played, it's just kind of a straightforward. You just you know you look at the numbers and then you have like the A's roll first and then the B's. Where this one you have to actually have to engage, and if there's like there's different things where it'd be like oh there's a farmhouse or there's yeah. a wooded area, so you can't shoot into the wooded area. Yeah, mm. I. I love this one. There's actually a version that you could play that's a three-player version where everybody carries one, and you can actually do it like if you had three copies. Everybody could do it blind, so you wouldn't even know. You'd be like, okay, I've made my moves, okay, made, and then you would reveal uh, and show everybody. I don't think I'd ever be that ambitious to do that, but <laughs> if I was ever at like a huge con and somebody yeah. was like, hey, we got this, we could do this, I'd be like, I am in. I'd enjoy cool. that. Yeah. So, all right, so that is my number 56 Napoleon. Uh, my number 56 could easily be in everyone's collection, or at least that's what I think Chad said something about it. Uh, <laughs> the should estate, be in everyone's collection. Should be in everyone's collection. collection. Uh, and that's the estates, uh, which yeah, I, I just love the, you know, pulling people along with you that don't want to be uh, involved in that row uh, is my favorite mechanism in the game. But mm. great game. Uh, the estates, my number 56. My 55, we've already talked about it. It is fiddly, but it is good, and its reason is the dice placement mechanism. That's Bora Bora Stefanfeld. Excellent. Excellent. 55, Bora Bora. Now, once again, my number 55, I didn't do this. Pub Maple did. <laughs> uh, but I think this is because both of these games came along right at the same time for me. And... I put this one just a little bit higher because I spent $80 on a play mat to play it. Oh, I told you it was coming right. out. And that is Julius Caesar. So, um, is the play mat higher on the list? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's why you had to I'm spend two on word yeah. association yep. games. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's beautiful. And yes, the play mat is, is absolutely gorgeous to play on. Um, but this is a great, once again, two player block war game. One player is playing Caesar and one player is playing Pompey. And you're, you know, this is just a straight up, you're trying to uh, cover more towns than the other person. And once you have a certain number of towns, you'll automatically win. Or if you get to the end of the game, um, you'll, you know, you have so many points. The only thing that I like about Napoleon better than the Caesar is in Caesar, you are still playing cards, and so there is a randomness to the cards that you get to draw to do your actions and your levies and stuff like that. Where in Napoleon, it's just a set. You have this many. There's no cards involved. And I actually tend to kind of like some of the block war games with that with those type that don't have the cards. I think I saw there's a version you can play with Julius Caesar where you might, you just, everybody has a set number that they get to use, and so then that way it's not kind of random, but... It's a lot of fun, and if you think, oh, my God, I'm not into war games, you know, this is something that maybe wouldn't be as bad for you because it's not. I haven't gotten into hex encounter war games or anything like that yet. 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 <laughs> but um, for me, these block war games, they're just a lot of fun and uh, just, you know, just, just a good solid game. So that is my number 55, Julius Caesar slash Playmat. <laughs> I'll allow that slash. I like that slash. <laughs> Uh, my number 55, if we ever do the list of games that we got rid of and then repurchased, this would be on there for me, and that's Terra Mystica. And it was I'm mean, really from playing Gaia Project a lot uh, that got me back into Terra Mystica, and there's room for both of them in my collection. Uh, with the expansions, especially for Terra Mystica, uh, that's why it can definitely live on you know the, the same shelf as Gaia Project for me. 
Uh, but I think Gaia Project is a little bit higher up the list. Uh, but this is a, a fantastic game. And if you have played Gaia Project and never played Terra Mystica, I encourage you to go back and try it out. Uh, that's my number 55, Terra Mystica. My 54, it's Vinos, the Deluxe Edition, the Quadrel. We've already talked about it. It's a great Lacerda game. 54, Vinos. Nice. All right. Well, my number 54 is a game we have not talked about yet, but this is a game that uh, randomly our friend Michelle, who buys a lot of board games, happened to have like two copies of this. And so uh, <laughs> my friend Dan purchased it from her and we went home and played this game and instantly I fell in love with it. I went and purchased the game, taught it to Richie. Richie loved it. He went and bought like a deluxe super edition of it or something. I don't even know with but it had different languages, so he had to replace the cards. I, I don't remember exactly, but everything. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, this is Princess of Florence, um, and it is a great uh, – you start off every round with an auction, and you have these different uh, tile type of things that you're getting, and then during the game you'll be getting these different buildings that you'll be placing, and so it kind of has the polyomino type of thing that you're doing. And – you're trying to put these people to work and you're trying to have so many work points. And then as you have your work points, let's say you scored 18 work points during the round right away, you have to choose how many of those are you going to turn into victory points and how much of it are you going to keep as money for the following round. And once you've kept money, you obviously can't go and use it for victory points later. It's only with that money that you earn that round. And I love that mechanism. That's such a cool thing uh you know it's obviously in another game that's going to come up uh, later in my my list that i like in it too but uh yeah such a great game i was going to make fun of michelle for having two copies of this but i had to buy a second copy you, you to get the copy. english cards yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> all right so that's my number 54 princes of florence uh my number 54 i think i'm the only one that plays this game i don't hear anyone else talking about it. it's a portal game legacy the testament of duke de Cressy. it's a just a, a fun little worker placement game where you're building your family tree. And it's honestly, the theme for this game is what, even though I, I usually don't care about theme, but it's a, such a unique theme and I think it's done very well in this game. With the Portal game, yeah. They, yes. they do theme well in, the, in this one in particular. And yeah. honestly, I think we played this for your birthday one year. Yeah, yeah, And we, we laughed so hard. Oh, we had we a great yeah. time it's with a, it. Yeah. It's a great game. And then they, they even you know have an expansion for it that you can sell off your cousins and mm -hmm. stuff like that and yeah great great fun little game uh definitely worth checking out if you've never heard of it uh legacy the testament of duke de Cressy. my number 53 as uh on cue richie hangs his head is uh 18 los angeles which is <laughs> a game that i i actually won from uh the the 18xx con i went to in des moines it was a a print and play a magazine version basically that anthony fryer developed out of 1846 and i actually like this better than 1846 because it is a smaller map uh it not, is los not angeles even into the top 50 and we already hit five yeah oh yeah yeah why we said unders on either my coin games or his <laughs> yeah, 18x's or uh, i don't know <laughs> I, anyway in my opinion i i enjoy it now it's probably not play tested or as balanced or i just like that as for me Yet, because I haven't had a lot of plays of 1846, it is a faster play of that system, basically. So that's 18 Los Angeles, my number 53. Thank you, Anthony Fryer. Nice. All right. Well, my number 53 is another coin game. <laughs> <laughs> so what? that's four for you? Uh, this is my number four. Okay. Yep. yep. And Chad's at five? 
He's at five, yes. Oh my so I've already lost that. Wow, yeah. yeah. I, six was a little low for me to set the over <laughs> Um Well, at least Chad's got like a hundred million different 18xx games. Right. There's only yeah. a certain number of coin games that are out there. I mean, soon there's going to be a hundred million coin games well, in the, yeah, the way yeah, they're releasing them. Yeah, that's true. Uh, my number 53, we've already actually talked about this one. Richie talked about it. It's Liberty or Death. Um, it is a very good game. It is a great team game. And uh, yeah, that's uh, number number 53, Liberty or Death. My number 53, I don't know if it's higher on your list. You're all 18xx. You're all block organs. I have no clue if this game is still around for you guys. And that's Russian Railroads. Uh, the Ultimate Railroads is going to be coming out here soon. I know I played that with Clef Online. Uh-huh. Um, I'm tempted to get rid of my copy and, and buy the new copy. You should. I think you should. I, you could sell it. You could sell <laughs> your no, existing I one. I would think. I know. Yeah, I, I could. Yeah, with all those different modules, if it was just the base game. Uh, this would definitely not be in my top 100, but with the, all the different German rails, American rails, and then the Asian rails, the game is fantastic and has good uh, variability with those different modules in there. So Much less scripted. Yes. Uh, so that's my number 53 Russian Railroads. Excellent. My 52 is another multi-use card game. It is a classic. When you think of multi-use card games, this is what you should think of. It is a Chudyuk. It is Glory to Rome. It is uh, a great game. I really like this game. There are broken combos. It's all about finding the broken combos and exploiting them. Uh, it's it's good. I like it at three or four or maybe even five, uh, but it doesn't play well at two personally. There are other games that play well at two. But that is my uh, number 52, Glory to Rome. Uh, my number 52 is a Mark Herman game. And this is... Can I guess? You will not guess it right, but you sure can. Washington's War. Oh, because you looked at my sheet? No, no. Because <laughs> oh, okay. it's Good over job. there on your shelf, okay. on the top okay. shelf. Okay. And okay. it is a classic Mark okay. Herman game, okay. right? Okay. I thought you were going to go with something different. You, <laughs> you're absolutely 100% correct, Chad. It is Washington's War. This is good. I mean, there's another two-player uh, kind of card-driven war game that's a little higher on my list that I like a little bit better right now. But I think over time, Washington's War will actually move ahead of it. I just, this is really interesting on how the British faction and the, the American faction both play very different in what they're able to do. And so you have to play them both very, very different. But it's obviously all about trying to control different areas and uh, for the British and then obviously the Americans trying to drive them out. I really have enjoyed these two player games and it's, I wish almost that I, I, that I got to, uh, you know, pl- play some more of them, but sometimes it's hard to just get to two players. That's one of his seminal designs. So yeah, good choice. I really like it. So that's number 52 Washington's war. All right. My 52 cleft already talked about, and that's port Royal love the, the push your luck in this game and it, yeah. it plays great at all player counts and the expansion is fantastic this one's getting reprinted as a big box here pretty soon as well that will have everything mm. in it which is nice okay uh so my number 52 port royal nice hopefully it's not like one of those like giant like merlin or <laughs> right <game> boxes. <laughs> my 51 uh it's a longer game but considering i'm playing acting xx these days quite a bit it's not not that long uh and we haven't played it enough lately, but that's Arkwright. Uh, this is a very good game. It is fighting tooth and nail, making sure that the stocks that you have in your company are really worth something at the end of the game. Uh, I really, I really enjoy Arkwright whenever I, I 
get a chance to get it to the table. Yeah, great pick. 51, Arkwright. All right, my number 51 is the last coin game game on my list for, for today. this episode, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Gandhi. We've already talked about it. Great non uh, you got the uh, you know non-violent player uh, factions. Very interesting. Yeah, definitely a great one. So Gandhi, number 51. So five coin and five 18XX. Yep. yep. Uh, so to finish it off, my number 51. Uh, this is, once again, climbing again because of my brother-in-law, and that's uh, Blood Rage. Uh, it's one that I've been playing a lot here recently. I got a game going as well on Board Game Arena with some uh, some of the Punch Punch. Uh, but it's a great drafting area control game. It does a good mix of Ameritrash and Euro mechanisms mashed together with some miniatures. Uh, definitely one of, I think, I think that is my favorite Eric Lane game. Blood Rage. Yeah. Uh, it's a good one. I, I like it. I like drafting and area control the way it does it. I, I think New Clef might, if we no. replace the miniatures with right. cubes, no. yeah. I actually think no. yeah. New Clef and, would and be fine with it. This is Napoleon. It's not a crow. Yeah. It's Napoleon. Oh, I have yeah. played it like four or five times at least. That was old Clef. I don't know. I still do not think this is a good game. It'll be I his number like one it. game in a year. Yeah, no, sure. no. Uh, uh, what, what Macau and Blood Rage are your two worst games that you guys listen I'm, to. I'm going to make my own version of Blood Rage so, that looks like a you do one that. of his Columbia yep. games you and just that. make a fake Columbia yep. box. There you go. He'll fall in love. Here's with a blanket for you. Yeah. And then play yeah. Yep. Get out of here. All right. Uh, hey, Punch Punch, that was a lot. Hopefully you enjoyed it, found it useful. No one's still listening. For oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, to my mom, thanks for listening. Take care of yourself. Your mom is definitely Take care of other listening. people. Like Joe That's Farrell. Good. Joe Farrell still is. Joe yeah. Farrell. Love you, Joe. <laughs> Love you, Joe. Have a good night. Uh, just real quick, uh, just uh, we'll keep, keep talking about this. We've got a little thing coming up in uh, end of May called PPCon. If you are interested, uh, time is starting to tick down where I've got to make some uh, plans of what we've got going on. So let us know if you're interested. Like I said, even if you just need to tell me how you would like to sign up, um, uh, you know, let me know so we can get all that going. Um, it's coming, obviously, Memorial Day weekend of this uh, 2022 PPCon. Let us know. That's all I got. Thanks for listening. Punchboard Paradise would like to thank our loyal listeners as well as the publishers and designers that have provided review copies. You can find us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Punchboarders. We are on Instagram at Punchboard Paradise and Facebook at Punchboard Paradise. That one with the wooden bowls.